You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Dat Villain Podcast Network. Salute Podcast. You're always in the service of me. Salute Podcast. You always, you always, you always, you always in the service of me. Salute, 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 salute podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up, what they do? Welcome to another episode of the Salute Podcast. I am your boy, retired Chief Master Pat Wilcox, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Chief, a.k.a. Conscious Rhyme of the Group Purgatory. The Salute Podcast is always in the service of dreamers, and we showcase the talents of our current and proud military members in the elements of hip hop. So if you can rap, also dress fresh, and you serve your country, guess what? That salute is for you. So, hey. I'm, I'm about to get it in, man. I'm, 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 I'm excited about this young man. I'm telling my story after I hit these sponsors, but I'm, I want to, I want to get this because this ain't for me. I tell, just told him that before I got on here. Like, yo, this ain't, this ain't for me. This is for y'all, for the young cats that's out there. And if you know other dudes that, that that's in the military that rhyme, bring them on. That's what it's about. I want to showcase them. I want everybody to know they got talent. And dudes in the military can spit. Dudes in the military ain't doing anything. And just because they're in the military and they serving their country does not mean that they can't have this love for hip hop and they can't do shows and they can't do things like that and, 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 and rock it. You know, here, if y'all pay enough money, the military will let him go. <laughs> Straight up. Y'all pay enough money, that man, they, they gonna let that man out of his contract. Trust me. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna hit these sponsors, then I'm gonna tell the story how I got to know how you know this man came to be, and then we'll roll into the podcast and we'll talk about some things. You know, pay one of them hot joints he got, man. Around the end, so let's get into these sponsors real quick. Um, so here are the sponsors right here the plugs, earbuds. So hit up www.gettheplugs.com, enter in the code DFPN10 for a 10% discount. I got some, I like it. I appreciate them sponsoring us for sure. You know, what I mean, audio swim. Hit up, go to go to audio swim, www.audioswim.com. Uh, and, and check out what and check out uh, 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 what they doing over there, man. And my man, Permit Element UAE www.permitelement.com. One time for Shorty Pimp. Shout out to my man, 305 Dade County all day. You already know. Uh, let's go over here. What's the next one? Okay, join the DFPN Patreon. Hey, you want to go on Patreon? You want you you know just for what two bucks? You can go on here. And I'm probably messing it up. I know Smitty gonna get me. But there's a discount involved in this. And you can come on here and for, for that amount, you can go in there and you can listen uh, to that feeling podcast, um, uh, 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 a podcast without any interruption, man. My man, my man Black, he comes in, he, he narrates, he jumps in and out and, and, and talks about things that won't be on there. You just get the straight podcast, you get the straight listen, and you get to hear all this dope material just like that. You know? And if you don't know, DFPN is also a record label. Black just dropped a single. What's up? Black Matt, he just dropped a single. Uh, and, and if you don't know, uh, Normalized, Normalized Growth dropped the album. It's out there. My man, MRK SX, who was on here the last podcast, 
I'm doing well. He's getting a lot of lot lot of lot of lot of, lot of love out there, man. Uh, my man, my man, Smitty got one out there too. He got a joint uh, that I'm, I'm really feeling. Uh, it's called Crown Jewels. Yes, Google Crown Jewel E Smitty hotness, and it's all on paper. All of this is on the Dap Feeling, which is out on. Oh my God, I messed it. Up. I, I want to mess it up. Let me think about it at the end. I will tell y'all what exactly where everything's at. But it's our apples. Every place else you can you can pick it up. But it's, it's a distinct place where it's at. And I want to make sure I hit that up right. And I don't want to just speak out my butt. All right. So next up, DFPN merch that's available. I did not grab my T-shirt. I did not grab my cup. But trust me, it's out here. We got you. DFPN cups, merchandise, everything that you need. So hit it up. Go to www.tsprings.com and search for the That Feeling Podcast. And go on on, knock that out. Get that. You know what I mean? So that's that. Let's, let's go back over here. Put this back up. Take this one off. All right, bam. So now, now I'm done with all that. I try to get that stuff out the way pretty quick because I, I appreciate the sponsors coming on here, showing us love. But this is this is about this what I'm about to get into. Um, my man Young D, my man, my man Tay. Tay is a retired uh, master sergeant out of Andrews Air Force Base at the fire department. I met Tay a while back. I, I think when I came, I came. I, I think he might have came to the Pentagon when I was at the Pentagon, and he came in and I met him. Along with uh Robinson, Chief, he's now Chief Robinson, Daniel Robinson. I think I met him during that time too. And they, and I and, I, and uh, oh, I know what it was. Tay was on the honor guard. He was on the honor guard. And that's what it was. He came up there and did a retirement ceremony. Uh, and he was on the honor guard when he came up. And I got to meet him that way, man. And uh, you know, just just a, a good dude. He got a business venture that I'm really want to get involved in. I'm, I'm, I'm purchasing a house and doing all kinds of stuff right now. So, <laughs> but but I'm I'm going to go there. Trust me. He got he got one. He 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 makes some some grilled cheese. He's a he's a grilled cheese mastermind. So I definitely want to get in before everybody else know he's doing this. You know, he got his thing popping. I want to jump in there before then and get in. So yeah. So so Tay said, Hey yo, man, I got this young dude. I said, Yeah. I said, everybody said they got a young dude that can rhyme, and they got a young dude that got the okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you need to get get this cat on your show. You in the military station, you stationed at Andrews, right? Yes, sir. So he said he, he had Andrews. And he's like, yeah, you know what I mean? He's like, like, yeah, you need to get this man on your show, man. He's, he, you know, he tight. He, he tight, man. Get him in. And you know what? That's so what my show about. My show about representing the military. You know, a dude that's in the military that run. And it also warms my heart that he a fire dog. Because he doing the exact same thing that I did when I was a fire dog. And they were joking me and all kind of shit back in the days when I was about 20, 20, 24, 21, 22, 23 years old, all over Korea destroying microphones. They would laugh until I got on that stage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and so, and so I love this. And not only is he a, a military member, but he a fire dog. Fire dog. You know what I'm As you know, I am retired fire dog. So it means it mean a lot to me to have this cat on here, man. So he was telling me about him. I said, I got to get him on. Let me go check this dude. You know what I'm saying? Check out some of his stuff. So listen to a couple. I was like, oh, this, 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 I like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> this dude got some talent. I, I, I'm, I'm liking it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, 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 it's, it's good, man. I mean, so I, I'm going to play the music. Y'all going to see what I'm talking about, man. He got a lot of talent, man. So, uh, you know, so I said, okay, let me put him on the show. It took a minute to get him in here. You know what I mean? I've been dealing with, with a lot of stuff you don't know. I lost my mother in January. So I, it's just a lot been going on with your boy. But I've been, I crank out, I crank out the loops as I could get him in, man. Uh, and this has been on, this been on my, on my, on my, on my spot. I said, I got to get this in. I got to get this, this, this in. So I'm happy to have this man here today. I'm happy to have him on my on my podcast. So, without further ado, 
let me introduce my man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You want to go by your government name? I like your government name because my cousin name is, is Dez. His name is Desmond. You know what I'm saying? So when you I saw your name yeah. like this already. My first cousin, my little cousin. I taught my cousin how to ride when he was 10 years old. If you ever get a chance, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to look up Dez DiBiase. Type, type in Dez DiBiase and you'll see what I'm talking about. My cousin is the truth. He in Miami 305. He repping it. He do it. He do it big down there. So when I saw that name, Dez, I said, All right. so I don't know. You want to be young D or just you Dez, Dez, Terry, however you want to roll it. Uh, but since this is about military and my rap career, we can just go with my government for right now. All right, then you know what I'm saying. So, what 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 with that being said, uh, you know, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. You can also say if you serve multiple places, you can tell me where you served at. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and what, what rank you are, you can talk about the AFSC and, and just, and just roll from there. I'm going I'm to I'm toss this over to you. I'm going to ask some questions, but this, this is going to be about you from this moment on. Definitely. So first off, I want to say, I appreciate you for having me on the show. You know, yeah. it's definitely something we're working on for a while. So I appreciate it. You know, yeah. um, second condolences to your passing of your mother as well. Hey, uh, hey prayers, man. man. I hope everything going good with you. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's day by day, you know, day by day. Love you, man. Love your mama. And what your mama tell you, listen to what she say. I'm dropping my album in September. I got a song on there called Heaven. You know, my mama said, mm. but I'm telling you right now, if your mama tell you something, write down them things your mama told you and hold hold on to those words and listen to her. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a mama's boy myself. So when you said that, it hit me right in the heart. I was like, God, <laughs> I feel that. I feel every inch of that, man, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, a little bit about me. Uh, like you said, my name is Desmond Terry. Rap oh. name, Young D. I'm from North Carolina originally, so I'm like right there in the area, only three hours out. Uh, 22, I've been rapping since I was about 12 years old. But professionally, I've been doing it since I was 19. You know, second I came out of tech school and I hit the dorms, and I realized, you know, rapping is something I can actually build on and put money towards. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely doing this. You know, I started from my little Blue Yeti microphone and a Lenovo uh, laptop. And now I got a little home studio on here with a little MacBook. And you know, God bless me with a whole lot of stuff, man, I'm telling you. So just steady building on that foundation and everything. And uh, always keeping, you know, humility at the center of it. So like I always build up, but like I try not to, you know, like project my uh, my goals and my achievements on other people because you never know what they're going through, stuff like that. So I always try to keep it humble. Uh, yeah, I'm Aquarius. Uh, hey, hey, I, was, yes, sir. <laughs> I was born in 2000. Okay. I enlisted in uh, November. So November 6, 2018. That's when I went to boot camp. Okay. And ever since then, best decision ever made. I'm telling you. <laughs> you got to tell You know how I know. Yes, sir. <laughs> Main reason I joined for real, because, uh, you know, being mama's boy, you come from a city where it really wasn't nothing to do but either you know, get put in jail or get put in the grave. So, I, you know, I was like, you know what? And I ain't really come from a financially prosperous family. So, like, college, I didn't want to put myself in a, a bad position because, you know, you can get the degree, but, you know, the degree ain't going to pay for itself, really, depending on what you're doing. And then you go be in debt after that. So, I was like, I think I'm going to let Uncle Sam pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Yes, sir, definitely. So, uh, you know, after I joined, you know, the way they described firefighting to me, or fire protection per AFSC, it really wasn't even anything like I thought I was gonna be doing. Like the way they described it, you would have thought 
he was doing something completely different. But then when I actually got into tech school, I was like, oh shit, okay, let's get it, definitely. Okay. I don't like my story, sound like the same story, go ahead. <laughs> yes sir, and I ain't even gonna lie to you, like tech school was rough, man, like it really took a lot out of me, man. Like I honestly hated the Air Force and tech school and I didn't even want to be in it. But when I got to my duty station, it was a little on and off the same thing. So it wasn't the job itself that I hated, but it was more so the people I worked around. They make it, they made it real hard. And I guess the military way, you got introduced to a lot of culture barriers, whole lot of communication issues, you know, you name it. But then once you get in long enough and you, you can differentiate like left from right, like you can actually navigate your way through. I love it now. Like I'm trying to tell you, if I go back in time and I tell myself anything, it'll just be the key going. Yeah. They put you through all the hard stuff at first, but it gets easier. It really do. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. Shout out to my man, Tim Williams. That's y'all prevention chief. Good dude. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? You get a minute. I'll let Tim tell Tim you saw me. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? What it is, man. So, hey, your story sound like my story, though. I'm, I'm with y'all throwing it. <laughs> I was in Miami. You know, doing whatever I was doing, you know what I'm saying? Plus, I was working. I was working at I was working at a, I was a, a, a shoe department manager at Walmart, but I, I was yeah. doing all that other stuff. I ain't had no business doing. So <laughs> real with you, you know what I'm saying? I had no business doing. So I knew that I had to I said, man, I gotta get out of here, man. So I said, man, I had so, a daughter being born. And so when my daughter was born, I was like, you know what? I really need to um, you know, figure out something, man. And so I joined the military. I think I was 21, 20, 21, 22 years old. I joined the military and stuff, man. But I, I got that paper. I don't know if they get that get that to you now. They gave me a paper that told me what fire protection was. Man, mm. I went to the recruit. They was like, "Yeah, you got this job, this job. We can't get you that. I want a personnel. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sit behind the desk. It's hot. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to do this. And they were like, "No, nah, that job going too fast. You can't do that." And they were like, "No, you can do doggone. You can do police officer or a fire department." I said, I ain't definitely, I'm from my 305 right here. We don't, we don't do the popo, we don't do the police. Police don't roll with us. I ain't right. to this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so so I don't roll like that. I said, I'm going to the fire department, not knowing what the hell I'm doing. I get to, I, I go to tech school. You know, tech school, is, it was hard. Like you said, it was hard. I was miserable. Every day, mm -hmm. I was like, I got to get out. So I was like, I thought about it. So I, I was like, I made the wrong career choice. It was hard. <laughs> so, so I went through tech school. Back then, you got to think, it was even worse. It was long. It was worse, and they didn't really have it together. So it was even worse. This is 96 now, 1996. I went to Tech School at Goodfellow Airport. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, and it, it, it had just moved from Chinook in 95. This is 96, this is a year later. God. It was 94, 95, they moved over. So it wasn't that long that I went out there and I met Goodfellow. So it was, like I said, San Antonio, San, San Angelo, suck. There's nobody going to go to San Angelo. I don't know if they did you the same way. Did, did, did you come out of basic training and you walk out there, all your friends were getting on the bus and they was going to the airport and they put you on the short bus? <laughs> now, they put us on a, a bigger bus, but it was on like a three-hour drive. I was like, man, I thought we were going somewhere, you know, going somewhere yeah. far. They took us down the street. Man, they took me on the, they put us on a short bus. And I was like, oh, man, this, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, my friends <laughs> going on the bus, on the plane. I thought I was going on a plane. So I get there, it was horrible. So I get to my first base. Because every day at tech school, it's like eight-hour days, whatever it is. You know, you thinking that's the way it is. I got to the first base. I showed up. I'm like, hey, what, go, what time I go home? You know what I'm saying? I've been here all day. What time I go home? I'm like, nah, you got to stay the whole night. I'm like, what? I had no idea that I was going to stay the whole I had to go get linen. Back then, they had a thing called linen exchange. So I had to go over there and get the linen to spend the night because I didn't have nothing to spend the night. 
I had no idea that I was going to be, you know, uh, staying all night long. That's how that's how dumb I was. But like you mm. said, as time went on, it started to get better. It started to get better for me, you know. And I tried to cross train, you know, say a couple times. I was like, I'm done. And I was like, but then it just kind of worked out for me, man. I, I stuck with it. I stuck with it. And then I'm telling you, there's a there's a place outside. You see Hawkins. You see Tim. There's a place outside the military. Everybody can't say that. I, I got friends that got out the military. And them dudes ain't they didn't have no career path. Us, yeah. the military, six figures. Six figures. So you pick the right career. You pick the right career field. So don't sweat it. Stand as long as you want to stand. Just know when you get ready to make that jump, you're going to be in the six-figure range. Definitely. Yeah, just take your time to go there, man. I'm, 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 I'm going to hook you up, my a good mentor for you, man. His name is a, 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 a mass sergeant, um, Darren Gould. He's from North Carolina. Mm. Got you. <laughs> I got you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hook you up with him, man. He, he up in Alaska right now. He's somebody you, you need to hook up with. You need to know. So, you know, I, I I got you, man. I like to mentor young dudes. If I can pass on knowledge to you, man, you call me up. I mentor dudes all the time about the fire service. I've been doing this 26 years. So I got you. So we we, we, we got that. But let me get into these questions. You know, so let me get these questions to, to you, and we'll touch on a lot of this stuff as we go along. Um, sure. So my question for you is, um, how has being in the military influenced how you do music? Oh, man. So initially... I ain't gonna lie, I started making music and started actually like going back to my roots, which was rapping before I joined the military, right when I got to my first base, because then I had the means to do so. I had more free time on my hands. Uh, I had a lot of stuff to rap about too, because it was, it, was, it was hard, man. Like getting around, like I was blessed. I, I got a car in tech school, so the whole transportation thing, it made things a whole lot easier. But uh, just trying to get with the flow of work and dealing with people's attitudes on the daily, trying to figure out like trying to separate the fire culture from air force because fire you. coach and air force people don't talk about it but it's two different things two, two different to, things two different things yeah you walk in your room and look i'm not the type of person that be like well where i'm from we did this like you know how yeah, yeah. black people come into the world you know where i'm from all that extra stuff like, yeah i trying to do that but people got to realize bro if it's different cultures you can't like prank people like fire departments do put your hand on their stuff and not expecting a reaction like where i'm from <laughs> if you touch another man's stuff like we, we throwing hands like that's just my culture like oh, i know that's not, i know so like i know people used to do that so much and like i'm not gonna lie when i first got there you know i had i had a couple attitude problems i ain't gonna lie you know i wasn't the best person you know but that's growth and that's uh you know i had a, a couple issues with stuff couple issues with people you know it got to a certain point that i was like now if i'm coming up to all these people and if it's always a problem maybe i need to look in the mirror maybe it's something i'm doing yeah, yeah. so once i so i know mr hawkins he used to always say tighten them screws i know you i know you heard him say at least one <laughs> and i was rough if you if you talk to hawkins about me he'll tell you who i am you know so i'll rough i'll rough you know oh so yeah a rough cat i didn't have a mouth full of gold teeth i'll rough but uh, yeah, basically I use all those experiences and that's what really pushed me to be like, you know what? I need a channel for all this anger, all this all this uh, stress, everything. I need a channel for that. So I got me a little Novo, a uh, little laptop, got me a little $80, $100 microphone. And I like, you know what? Screw it, I'm just gonna start rapping. So very first dog that I used was something called Audacity. And it's basically, it's free. So I was trying to go the cheap route. 
thinking yeah. that, okay, you know what? Screw it. I ain't making that much. I'm in the dorms. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep it slight. So I went and got this little equipment. I ain't going to lie. The first song I made was called, like, It's a New Wave. And I don't know what made me show it to the people I work with at the fire department, but, boy, they tore my ass up. <laughs> that song was not it. We'll get to that because, hey. I got I got the same stories, you know what I'm saying? I I, 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 I I'm I'm already smiling off of this because everybody that come in here, they don't they don't understand being a firefighter. Hold on. Yo, you good. <laughs> I got my granddaughter, she popped in here. Bye. <laughs> it's funny, ain't it? <laughs> Welcome to the life, you know what I'm saying? But man, they, they, we're gonna let you go, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there at the end. But they 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 told me up too back in the day. Go go ahead. Oh yeah. And plus, you know, when you're around a different culture where, you know, hip hop and rap ain't necessarily mainstream where you work at, it's a lot harder to, to feel comfortable enough to express yourself. So you already got that going for you. So honestly, push me and make music. Like I, before I actually like got a girlfriend and I settled down and stopped going out as much. I used yeah. to like always go to like dorm parties and everything. I used to always pop out. So, you know, when you with the homeboys, they, they go ask you to spit something at some point. If you hear a beat come on, you feel me? So yeah. like, there's one guy, there's one guy I used to rap with all the time, Philly. That, that was his name. That, that was what we called him. And we always like go to the uh the day room in the dorm, and yeah. we always throw on the beat and just start spitting. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? It seems like every time I spit some, I always like like I'm being humble, but like I always like everybody get hyped when I spit some. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna BS. Let me go ahead and give me some studio equipment right quick. Let me start playing. I love the rap, so I mean, you might as well pursue your passion and, and stop playing around. I see, I see what you got on your wall back there. That, that, that's a good start. Yes, sir. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I tried to, I tried to like soundproof my room a little bit. Like it's just, just a little soft type of, uh, I guess, EQing or whatever. Yeah. But <clears throat> I, it's really more of a decoration though, cause I got like a isolation shield that encapsulates the microphone, so I just use that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I got you, man. Yeah, we we talk a little. I got. I'm sitting in the whole studio right now in my house, right now. Oh, that's a bet. I got definitely. You. I tell you what you need to do. I, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I make sure you straight. I make beats. I do all that. I, I'm all oh, that's a bet. Do everything for myself. That's a bet. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna come in, but I want you. You know, saying you making me laugh because it, man, I, I just love it, man. Go ahead, go, go ahead. Yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um, the main things that really made me like started going towards music was definitely those experiences in the workplace and needing some way to vent not without necessarily talking yeah. to other people because yeah. like honestly music always been my safe place like even in tech school i would write lyrics um it's funny because the first video i did was lyrics i wrote in tech school we never knew i'd do anything with them song called moonlight that was one of my very that's my very first music video i did uh I, first song i did believe it or not was r b it wasn't even like trap or hip-hop uh -huh. like like I, I actually got a little, little, little vocals on me too. I can sing when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got some hooks up on that. I got hooks up on that too, man. I got, you know, we, we had, oh, man. I got, I got, I got. You know, what I'm saying, just, <laughs> I, I'm gonna jump in. I, I'm gonna, man. You, you're making me smile so hard, man. I think I, <laughs> I ain't never been on a podcast that I'm smiling like this so hard. It's like, <laughs> yes, man. I, I was sitting there thinking, I said, Mama, I should call my partner. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> we came up together, man, in, in the music. And in the military, you know, he was he was a different he was a different AFSC. But everything you saying to me, I'm just like, man, it's about to make me cry around here, man. Because it's, <laughs> it's just you don't even understand. So you know, what I mean, go, go, I don't want to interrupt you, man. I want you to, you know, you did you answer? Is that your answer for the question? 
Yes, sir. Definitely. That's my answer. So I'm gonna tell you. I understand. That was my thing in the fire service too, man. You know, my, I had to, I had to, I had to square off on a couple of cats. You know what I mean? As I came up, man. You know what I mean? Because it's different cultures, and these dudes oh, yeah. ask me stuff and say stuff to me. Well, it was bad. I, my first, in my first base was Tyndall Air Force Base in Panama mm. City. I never experienced racism in my life until I went there, and I didn't even know what that was. It was so bad that my recruiter, you probably ain't talked to your recruiter since you went in the military, right? Nope. <laughs> my mama was, 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 she worked at a school and down in Miami, and the dude used to come in there. He used to come in there and stuff, man. And he used to be, and he used to be a dog on, um, and he used to be a, uh, you know, he come in there trying to recruit people. My mama told him he couldn't come back. Because you need to fix what's wrong with my son up here. Because I was by, man, I was by, man, dude come up to me, messing with me, and, stuff, and man, we, but it was different back then. We're going to go in this room, I'm going to close this door, I'm going to beat, beat your ass. And so we could do that. Now they're gonna tell on you. But that back then it wasn't no telling. He killed me in the room, you wanna talk that, close the door. And then we just hey, we, I went to beating your ass <laughs> just like that. You know what I mean? It, it was just that simple. But it was a different culture, man. And, and it, it's some of the same culture, you know, cultures, man, but they don't know not to touch you, not to do certain things. You know what I mean? It just it just don't they're not understanding of that. And so you, you, and I tell people, man, I said, that's what the military is. The military, everybody come together, go to tech school. First time you got to get naked in front of each other. Have people look at, you know, who ain't never seen you naked or seen, you ain't never seen them naked. They just throw you in the room. And it's by design for you to be able to, to, to learn, to get along. I got it. But when you, but, but it's a cultural, it's a culture shock for everybody. And so we all have to learn to get together. Now you take that being a fireman. Now you got to stay with somebody 24 hours. Whoever they are is going to come out at some point. Doing that time, you know what I'm saying. So it, it just, it just, man, you just be like, man. So I, I had to learn as it went along what to do and what not to do, and how to carry myself, and how to understand, and how to understand it was cultural differences, there was issues, you know what I'm saying. So I had to learn, man. But they joked me, you know what I'm saying. When I first I was talking about one, oh rapping, they were like rapping, he's just rapping, you know what I'm saying. Of course, you the fire service, everything a joke. They be joking, mm -hmm. what? This how you make them stop joking. Be good. I was good. They try to joke. They hear my music. Oh, shut up. They don't say nothing. Next thing you know, they want to be a fan. They want. They want. They want. They want to run behind me and they want. They want to be loving. They all love my stuff. They now they own your job. You know I'm saying now they all ride. You know I'm saying we said dick ride. They dick ride now. You know what I'm saying. But back then they would joke. You know what I'm saying. They thought it was funny. I said it's not funny. You know what I'm saying. I fought. I had a fight. I was almost finna fight my dog on um my supervisor one time because he was joking me. I took <laughs> Serious. I said, stop calling me. Oh, man. Whatever you want, joke, you say whatever you want to say. They try, you know, some of my lyrics, which was serious lyrics. They tried to make fun of it and whatever it was. And I let them know, nah, man. I caught squared up. He, you know, taking that. He's a tech sergeant. He's a master sergeant, and I'm a tech sergeant. Mm -hmm. I'm out of the car. It's about to go down. And now we really good friends. We really cool now. But but he knew that I, I was really, but I'm ready to die for this. I, I, I believe in what I do. I love music, and it was an outlet. Same thing that you saying. It was an outlet to get to clear my mind from dealing with that stuff I was dealing with every day in the culture shop. And then you find other we rhyming in the, in, in, the, in the dorms. We find the day room. We in the day room. Everybody in there spitting rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Go everywhere. Everywhere I went, I was rhyming. We was battling. You see, you know, saying ciphers in the doggone dorms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One time for the squad at, at Tyndall Air Force Base, the, the squad still there. The quad, the squad still left. Squad dorms. You know what I mean? We, we used to do it, man. And so. I understand what you're saying is 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 did near and dear to me because I went through the exact same thing, the exact same thing coming from Miami, y'all full of gold teeth.
Back then, dudes would, would cancel out BET on the TV. You had to you had to physically type it in. You know what I'm saying? Just just foolishness. Oh, you know? wow. Man, you know, it, it, it just didn't make no sense. So music was my outlet, and, you know, and I never stopped doing music. They joke me to this day. But till they hear my stuff, and they be like, oh, you joking? They, it's serious. When I say I'm the hip-hop chief, it's a reason why I'm the hip-hop chief. I keep it real. Definitely. And I'm an example that you can do whatever you want to do, be yourself, and you can move up the ladder. Keep it professional. Keep it real. Be who the hell you are, and you're going to move up the ladder, and you're going to see what it is. You know what sure. I mean? And so, yeah, man, with everything you're saying, it's like, man, it's just like I'm trying to trying to keep my composure, not drop no tears, man. But I, it's, 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 it's this the reason when talking to you is the exact reason, like I said earlier, why I did this podcast. The people don't know what you go through in the military saying you want to. They think it's so funny. But why? It's a damn job. It's a damn job. You know what I'm saying? You come to work. You get off work. You could be whoever you want to be. So, you know what I'm saying? You like music. It's all right to like music. You're supposed to like it. So, so here, so here's my next question for you, man. The next question is: um, Have you thought about leaving the military, and pursuing your music music career since you've been in? Actually, I have. Been in first, how many years you been in? Uh, this year, November sixth, to make my fourth year. Fourth year. So you're still in your first enlistment. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So it has even deeper. So what, what you thinking? You know, what I'm saying, you know, you know, I, I, well, I'm not gonna tell you because I know the culture. I'm not going to tell you say nothing, but I'm going to say this because I know how people are. You know I know. Anybody out there watching, I know. If this man say he getting out the military, you're a firefighter, you're watching this, he ain't going to get no classes. You're going to try to take his, his opportunities away because he didn't say he getting out the military. I know how that goes. Don't say that you're getting out the military. My question is, have you thought about it? You know what I'm saying? And if you were to get out the military, will you be pursuing music? But let's put it like that. Uh. Well, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. So since I first got to my first base and up to now, it's been like a whole lot of growth in between. So like the person who I was when I first came to Joint Base Andrews versus who I am now, black and white. So when I first started to fall in love with music and when I first started, like, you know what, this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. I ain't gonna lie. At first, I was looking at the military as more of a barrier. Like I was looking at it like, man, I wish I was out the military. I could do this and do that and do this. Yeah. But you know, standing in longer and like having a sense of humility and understanding, honestly, if it wasn't for the military, a lot of the stuff that you got from music, you wouldn't have, or you have a harder time getting it. So <laughs> I, I, I was kind of like, I yep. was like, you know what? Don't get me wrong, the military brings a lot of stress in my life, but the military also gave me a platform to be able to pursue music. So it's kind of like, you got to give and take. So on one hand, you know, if I get a, a six-figure record deal, yeah, hey, that's just God working right there. <laughs> you sure. Sure. But if if I got to pursue music to a point to where the only way I would stay in is if, like, music can sustain itself. I don't have to use my military funds to supply it. But if I was to get out, it would only be because, you know, I actually signed a major record deal and now I'm making so much the military thinking, well, we're not his best interest no more. So we got to kick him out type thing. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to use the military if everything is worth. I'm going to get these certs. I'm going to get. I'm going to go pursue my education because I'm always. I'm big on Plan Bs. Like my Plan B got a Plan B. Like yeah. don't get me wrong. I don't care. I always told myself I don't care how much you love music. That don't always mean you're going to get your foot in the door. So I always have a backup plan. Backup. You don't want to be definitely because you don't want to be 50, 60 years old working at McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Because honestly. You know, my end goal is 
like the reason why I joined the military as well is not only for my college benefits and whatnot, but because like I honestly got tired of seeing my mama struggling and stuff. Like uh, I remember when I, w- I was actually working at McDonald's before I joined. Like that's why I like talk about restaurants and stuff because before I joined, I was a workaholic. I had like two jobs at one time at one point. Like I always had to do something. Yeah. I, I like I, I was never like sitting on my ass in the streets. No, I yeah. was getting bread. I help I would help my parents with the rent, everything, you name it. So I remember my dad came to pick me up and he had a look on his face. And my dad, you know, he always tried to be foundation of the family. He always tried to be strong. But if a man loves somebody and that person ain't doing good, I don't care how, how hard he is, you're gonna see it on his face. Yeah. So I was like, what, what's wrong, Dad? What's wrong? He said, it's your mama. She ain't doing too good. I could hear in his voice, something was wrong. Like, you know, as a kid, you don't really go off of uh, exactly what they say. You go off of expression. So yeah. Like, you might not pick up their words, but you can hear it in their voice. You're like, oh, shit. So I go home. I look at my mama. She in the kitchen washing dishes. I don't even say nothing, too. I just look at her, and her eyes start tearing up. Mm-hmm. Seeing that from your mama, boy, that tear you up. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm telling you. People don't realize is an experience can make you age quicker than any book will. Like if you if you look at somebody like I'm like this, if my mama already struggling to do what she's trying to do on her own, she ain't even asking me for help because that's the type of parents I got. Why would I take it upon myself to go and live a life that's gonna make her stress about me and add more to her place? So that's kind of how I looked at it. Like ain't like when I say I'm mama's boy, like I'm pretty sure if I if God willing, I get famous. That video will probably go famous. Uh, <laughs> you ever heard of you ever heard of Venture Island before? Like a little yeah, little play area like uh Dave and Buster's kind of. Yeah. So I, I was a little boy, and I had won this uh this little ring, right? So I'm happy. I go in the parking lot, and I went and proposed to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, man. Mama's boy, man. I'm telling you, I'm a cornball. Right. So nobody like, gonna like your mama. I promise you. I promise. My mama loved me unconditionally right. the day she left this earth. Trust me. So like seeing seeing that look on her face, that made me like, you know what? You need to you need to change what you're doing. You need to start. Don't like I'm not only doing this for me. Like that's one thing I try to also do. Like make sure you have multiple purposes behind what you're doing. If it's only to to help yourself and you got people that depend on you, the nine times out of ten, at least in my opinion, I feel like that that need to be adjusted. Like, especially for your parents. Like if you know they're struggling, don't just go to the military and do you. Like they raised you and didn't ask you for nothing. So it's only right that you get back. So mm-hmm. long-term, my goal for joining the military, I want to put them in a the house. Like I want to put them in a position where all they got to worry about is living. Like all they got to worry about is what, what I'm about next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that VA loan will come in clutch. I'm telling you, because I honestly, I was thinking about getting in uh, like flipping houses and stuff. You should, Like you should, man. I, I'm on my third house, man. I've been doing a lot, man. Stay, my girl is a, is a, is a, is a realtor, man. So, I got you. Yes, sir. Yes, Real estate. Sir. I was definitely trying to get into that. Yeah. I hope I answered that question. I ain't go off in too much. Man, yeah, man. It's 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 true, man. You know, I mean, like I said, man. You know, your uh, your 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 you know your your, your moms and, and and doing for your family is is important, man. I mean, I really like it, it's so many times now I look back on my life and I was like, man, I, you know, my mother was so and I, I mean, I, I probably had good arguments with my mother at some point and i was like man why the hell i did that you know what i'm saying that didn't make no sense for me to do it. you know what i'm saying I, I i didn't you know i i i did all that stuff man like i, I just told you before you know earlier man love your mama be be for your mama 
ride for your mama and whatever you could do for your mama, do for your mama, love your mama, spend time, call all the time. It was times I wish I had called my mama a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but I didn't. But 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 trust me, the last couple of years I've been on. I was with my mama all the time. I feel really good because my mama was was there for me, man. And and that's why I say it's cultural differences. People come into the military for different things. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. a lot of times we see your mama, your family struggling. We we serious. Most African American men, when we come in the military, we sit. We, you know, cause we know we know what it is that did not have. And to watch your parents struggle, you're like, man, I don't want to watch my mom struggle like that. I mean, I'm not saying everybody else don't have no struggle. It's different layers and different levels to struggle. You know what I'm saying? We, we you know, we struggle for us. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, man. You know, it's um, it's it's rough, man. It's, and so when you come in the military, it just it just it's just a, a different mindset. And, and like I said, when you're talking about cultural differences, there it is. Everybody coming for different reasons, and and they know why they come in the military. But a lot of times, ours is because. Or that struggle that you're going through at the, at the house and the stuff, and that's why I say, you know, talking about getting out the military, I had to struggle back and forth about getting out the military. Was I gonna stand? Was I not gonna stand? It's a game, man. It's all a game, and mm -hmm. how you how you maneuver, and as you move up the ranks, and even if you get out the military, dude, it's all a game, man. It's all a game, and how you maneuver through this game. You know what I'm saying? It's a sad to say it's like that, but it is. You got once you figure it out. You know, you figure it out. You do mentors, people like myself, like Tay, like, you know what I'm saying, like Hawkins, like Tim, like other people that you will meet coming along, you know what I'm saying, you're going to see that how to maneuver through it. And then, like I say, still be yourself. You know, I was in the dorm. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't afford no equipment at the time. You know, we didn't make a whole lot of money. It wasn't until a couple of years when I made staff started is when I started buying equipment. You know what I'm saying? I, I started buying it and started getting it. And so, you know, and now... You know, I'm able to sustain myself, you know what I mean? And, and, and it, you know, when I was younger, I just I signed some contracts a couple times as a young man. I thought, man, I, I'm going to do it. But you got it got to be the love. And I think if you're genuine and you love whatever you're doing, whatever time it's going to be, it's going to be. You know, it should be the love of what you're doing first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not no young, you know what I'm saying? But I still love music and I'm good at what I do. But you know, it's just the love of it. If, if you know, God bless me, whatever it is, I don't care, man. I'm, 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 I'm a past that stuff. I put my music out because I want to put. I do what I want to do because I want to do, and that's a bless. That's a blessing. That's a blessed feeling, man. That's where you want to be. And eventually, the blessing gonna come. I, I'm listening to your humble young man, man. I, you know, I'm glad that Tate brought you on, and I'm glad I'm having this conversation with you. And I hope people tune in. You know, it's, it's the middle of the day. Everybody out doing stuff. Usually, when it's nighttime, I have a thousand comments down here. But it's the middle of the day. I put this out, and then when I put it out, I'm going to say, yo, you can go check this out. And I get more people that's driving into it. But it's a good conversation, and it's good for other young people to hear this, man. So, yeah, you did answer the question, man. And, and yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, was a good, that was a very good answer to that question. So my next question for you is, let's see, um, how many albums do you have? If you Do you have any albums? Or are you planning on, yes, on making one? What's your what's your plan as far as I know now albums don't really mean nothing, but I'm gonna tell you just on your what do you want to do? Do you want to be forever or do you want to be for a minute? If you want to be forever, you got to constantly evolve yourself. And when you're talking about albums, albums should be a body of work that now I'm dropping singles now, drop the singles on stuff, but give people a body of work so people could really get up, get to sit down and get to know you if they want to. That's what I'm saying. So, what what what, what do you got? You, you got you got an album coming. You got you know you have one already. Or what's the what's the plan? Yes, sir. So from where I first started to now, I've dropped two albums. So it's from 2019 to now. Yes, sir, I got two albums out. 
And in between those albums, I probably got a total of about like I say five singles in between then. Mm. Uh, I think I dropped the album in 2020 actually. So I try to like stay consistent with these albums and do videos in between. So my first album was called uh, Mixed Emotions. So I did that one and I dropped a few videos with that. And then about a year later, 20, actually, yeah, I dropped my second album this year actually in May, May 12th. And that one's called Aggravated Pain. And that one right there. So the first album was more of a introduction into who I am. You know, it still has some humble like uh, undertones in it. Uh, talked about struggle. Uh, a lot of my raps also are in third person. So like, if you hear me say like, pull up in a porch or something like that, it's cause like in my mind, I make mental notes. I might not got it now, but I'm gonna have that shit later. Like that's how I think. Yeah. Like I always try to, cause oh, I'm not gonna say, you feel me? I'm not gonna say I'm gonna pull up in a Mazda, you know? Like I look at it like, if you aim for the ground, you're gonna hit it every time. But if you aim for the moon and you miss, at least you're still in the sky, you know? Like yeah. if, I, if I aim for a Lamborghini and miss, hey, shit, that's still a, that's still a, that's yeah. still a, a fire, you know? It's still something. <laughs> yeah. So I always try to, to plant those little seeds in my song because if I play it back in my head, you never know. A year is a lot of time. You never know what could happen. A year come back. Oh yeah, I did that shit. Everything I'm rapping, I did that shit. Yeah. Definitely. That's exactly how I'm trying to be. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was my first album. And my second album, Aggravated Pain. I mean, that, that one was pretty much, I wouldn't say a full on rage album, but that one was definitely more in the realm of, I'd say trap and uh, a little bit of trap soul, but more trap and like uh, more like aggressive hip hop, like definitely more like trap songs. Mm. Uh, let's see, I had a couple of pain songs in there as well, but Honestly, more so like fast rapping, a uh, couple wordplay word songs, metaphors. I try. So my main like influences for rap, uh, Montana 300, he a Chicago rapper. He's from Peoria. Okay. And that boy say some punchlines that you wouldn't even catch until like your third or fourth time listening yeah. to the song. Like, that yeah, man, really like. I'm going to listen to this cat, man. I'm going to check him out. What's his name? Definitely. Montana of 300. That man is I'm nice. Him check him out. Listen to his album called Curse with a Blessing. Whew. Boy, I'm a big, the church. I'm a big King Vaughn fan, though. You know what I'm saying? People be looking like, don't yeah. believe it, man. That dude, King, King Vaughn, was true. I hate it that that happened to him, man. You know, he was like on his way. You know, if I had to listen to, to Dirk, between Dirk and Vaughn, I'm listening to the Vaughn first. That's facts. Vaughn really is tough. My business, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you got two. Is it on the link you sent me? Is, it, is, it, is those, those albums on that link you sent me? Uh, I see, I sent you a link tree thing, right? The, so yeah, all my links will be there. Yeah, your albums on yes, there. Yes, okay, sir. Yes, sir. So if you got uh, Go if you got like Apple Music or yeah. even Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, once that link pop up and you click artists, then it should show all my like everything. Yeah, man, I'm good on Spotify, man. I wish I was doing more, but I got my four thousand listeners a, a, a month. So that's just, that's just you know that ain't hey, bad. I'm an underground hip hop artist, man. So what you want? <laughs> ain't bad. Well, I'm ain't bad at all. Nobody, you know, nobody like the lyrical dudes no more, man. But it, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I think you got lyrics. Personally, I'm listening to your stuff like this dude got got lyrics. I mean, I'm okay with that. It's, it's, it's dope. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I didn't know you had. So yeah, I'm have to. I'm have to go back. I'm gonna listen to all the albums, man. I'm listening to every single one of them, man, and go back and check them out. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were rolling with that. Um. So my so you answered that question pretty well, man. I mean, yeah, because I like I said, albums are, are just to express who you are, 
And I know now young guys don't want to get no album. They want to just drop single after single after single. And I'm like, I, yeah. I understand. I just, I just dropped three singles. I got you. I understand where that single come from and what that's about. But you got, to me, that body of work that you drop it, it says who you are. It talks about you. And, and it gives your fans a little bit more into who you are. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We're going to talk. You talk about the well-rounded airmen. I like talking about well-rounded airmen, right? That's how the well-rounded airmen becomes chiefs in the, in the military. You know what I'm saying? Your album show how well-rounded you are because I'm learning about you. See, it all time, man, and the stuff you learn in the military time to this music you don't see as you go along. Make you disciplined because cats like when you come to a show on time. They like when you go to the studio. You say you're gonna be there, be there on time. And they know military right. dudes gonna be there. The regular artists you see out here, they can't go nowhere on time. They be smoking, drinking. They can't do nothing. They mind all gone. You know what I'm saying? They know military dudes. They know when we show up. They they admire that kind of stuff. They like work ethic. So yeah. Um, so my next question, question, like I say, great, great answer, man. My next question for you is, uh, what was one of your most memorable hip hop moments while you've been in the military? One of my most memorable hip hop moments. It could Does be, it be on duty or off duty. It could be on duty, off duty. It could be when you met somebody. It could be, you know, you working with somebody. You know, like for me, my one of my greatest moments was I met, you know, old school dude, Rakim. I met Rakim while I while I was at Charleston. I was stationed at Charleston. He had a concert, and I was able to meet Rakim. I said, man, my whole world was different. It might be something different for you. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, what was a, a memorable moment, a performance, or whatever it is that you that you can think of? Uh, I would have to say probably my very first show. So I started doing shows in D.C. I want to say right after I dropped my first album. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It was right after I dropped that first Mixed Emotions album, because those were the songs I did. And uh, I had did a couple songs that I didn't drop yet. And I ain't gonna lie, I was nervous. You know, I wasn't moving around a lot because it was my first performance. So like, my choreography was a little limited. So, you know, it was, it was a, a whole new experience. It was like, damn, so it, it ain't just rapping no more. Now, now you gotta get the crowd hype. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, it just put me into a whole nother world of music. And I was kind of like, man, this shit ain't yeah. as easy as it look. <laughs> Hey, it, <laughs> it sure ain't. Yeah. If not, you it just stand there. They standing there looking at you. You could be the dopest MC rapper you want to be. If you sitting there, they just looking at you. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, what they got You got to sell yourself. Yeah. So, so, yes, so now, what happened? So, so you, you did you did you get better? If you got oh, definitely, better? yes, sir, yes, sir. So, uh, you know. The first show, like I, I always try to do, like a lot more shows. I use this uh this company called Afton, and like you can book shows like right. From, I did it. Yes, sir. Direct, directly from your phone, and you know I started in D.C., but you know by the grace of God, I did a show in North Carolina, and I'm planning on doing a show in New York soon. So I yeah. got a whole lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, man, that Afton was good, man. You know what I'm saying? I know how that rolled. You know what I'm saying? But uh, eventually. We we gonna we gonna we gonna get you out of here, you know what I'm saying? We, I know what you're talking about. I did it for a while. I said this this shit sucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's a way to get you out there. And I used that to do a whole lot of shows. And I went and did them all over. I was in Atlanta at the time. I'm just do shows in Atlanta. Mm. And that's what I, I nice. did at the beginning, man. You know what I mean? Uh I got this that fella dudes uh who I've been rolling with. It's a whole bunch of them, man. Um and and and, and we got some tight dudes, man. So I'm trying to get them to want to the the, the thing is probably we're gonna probably get a venue. Someplace in Atlanta, start there, 
and then start maybe doing some 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 type of um you know like a, a, a open mic or something and then and while we have this open mic have other have people come in and perform you know what i'm saying and then just That's be that way, feel that and then maybe take that city to city i talked to them about it and they open to it so we're we gonna we're gonna look in because i mean you know like i said strength in numbers and you can do your own damn thing you know what i'm saying you got these cash out but you can do your own damn thing there's a plenty of good talent out there and i would love to showcase military dudes i, I met a couple of them met from texas i had to do pride military cats in the military I, I meet them man so yeah man you know but but that's a good way to do it man to get get started that's, that's pretty good man it took me a little while to get on my my but i had but but I, it's unfair to other people when it comes to me i've been rapping since i was 13. so i was all over miami rapping every place i could mm -hmm. find rap i was there rapping you know what i'm saying so i had already kind of home people was looking at me you know what i'm saying i was honing my skill because when i come out the door i'm coming to bust you you know what i'm saying so i come yeah. out ready you know what i mean so and it was a different time that you had to you had to you know memorize all your rhymes. you had to make sure because the worst thing you could do is get up there and not know your, your rhymes or you go up there and right. you better know what the hell you're doing and, and people think it's easy i tell you what you go up there with a microphone and stand in front of 10 15 10 people stand up there in front of 10 people with a microphone and see how fast you, you see how fast you you you, you might you might get your lyrics or, or or see what happened to you while you stand because ain't nothing like standing there people looking at you one thing yeah. behind you in a microphone, you know what I'm saying, and, and in your studio making your music, but it's a whole other thing to stand there with a microphone in front of people and try to get them to be into what you're into. So this man should be commendable that he been honing his craft. So oh yeah, that was that was that was tight, man. I like that. Uh, let's see, uh, what obstacles have you faced as an artist in the military? I know we talked about a few things, but you know I'm sure you've faced some other ones. So what kind of obstacles oh, yeah. have you faced in the military? So I'm gonna give you some of mine. Trying to get off work as a fireman, you probably gonna say it. Shift work, you know. Back then it was one day on, one day off. So I used to get in trouble all the time because I used to be trying to stay out to the club, do my thing, and I'd be late to work. So that was one of my biggest. I had a whole bunch, but my biggest one was all my friends had eight eight hour jobs, and I had to work. 20, as a matter of fact, I went to so I'm I'm, I'm trying to play Omega Sci-Fi, right? So I went to. A, a, a gathering they had the other night and i met a, i met a, i met an officer and the officers there you know what i'm saying and if you don't have the education get that stuff and i think you know the omega sci-fi principles and their beliefs is is, 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 is is something all men should strive to be a part of i'm saying right here on my podcast no no i said get your degree look into it don't look at all the other stuff everybody be talking about community service is important and being a man is more important if you want to get mad at a man for being a man get mad at it but i'm telling you right now that I'm, I'm i'm seeing men i'm seeing men and so i met an officer and he was like he was telling me he was like man you can still get he said i told him he said yeah i was on orders and i was at the dude and i still got my degree and i was able to walk into the building and i was looking at him like you must have a nine to five job <laughs> I, I didn't look at him i didn't even argue at the point and i said i got you because he was like you like online don't you i said yeah i went online because you gotta think as a fireman yo your ass is not only not only are you 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 every day working whatever your shift is and you're a military dude now you're deploying now you're deploying on top of that you try to tell me you think you're gonna be able to get in the classroom it's impossible for that to happen you ain't got enough time in the day but that come for somebody you just gotta just let them smile and let them talk because that come for somebody mm -hmm. who work eight hours a day and that's what they do and they were able to go at night even though they deployed but no you ain't working shift work and you're not deploying on top of that it's a, it's, it's a whole nother beast. You know what I'm talking about, bro. But go ahead. You know, so you probably got some other obstacles, man. What obstacles have you faced 
in the military, you know, music-wise? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, aside from, you know, we work two days on, two days off with the K-Day, so the shift is a little bit more forgiving, so, like, it really boosted the morale. So, like, having two days off to just focus on music, actually, it helped my productivity a lot. Uh, but the biggest obstacles, for real, I faced was the, uh, like, trying to find somebody else for common ground. Because, honestly, Joint Base Andrews, they ain't really got a lot of, like, musicians there as far as, like, rapping. If you do, it got people that do, like, rock and stuff like that. So I try to find somebody with common ground, somebody you can bring in the studio with you. You really ain't, ain't really got that. So like, you really got to go all base and find like DM DMV cats that like to do stuff like that with. So that, that was a problem. Uh, another obstacle probably would be, you know, resources. So honestly, the main reason I started building my own studio was because me, I personally feel like, as a as a starting artist. Going to a professional studio, you ripping yourself off. That, that's just how I feel. You, you, you. you. Go, go, I'm not gonna interrupt you. Go ahead. I'm about to go ahead. And go on. Go on. Speak. I feel like that because if you go in there and you don't know how anything works, if you don't even know what the name of the microphone is that you wrap it into and how it affect your voice, then you you really just listen to the engineer tell you anything, mm -hmm. and it's just one engineer with a specific amount of equipment that don't even match every other engineer's capabilities. And half the time they overcharge you anyway. Like, why would I charge you like sixty or eighty dollars an hour to mix a song when I can do it? At my and it might not sound as clean as yours, but it still sounds presentable. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm, I'm like this. Why would I work for a company when I can build my own? That that's kind of how I look at it. And then I can make mm -hmm. that money myself. I can get my own skills up there. And now instead of just being a rapper, I can also be an engineer. Like I'm adding stuff to my palette instead of putting money in somebody else's pocket that I could have used. That's also another way I look at it. Because one day, everything that I put into this music is going to pay for itself. But if you spend your time going to a studio 24-7, you ain't going to really have nothing to show for. Because they're going to have all your mixes. Like, they're just sending you copies. You're not going to have none of that. And especially when it comes to getting signed. So that, that was really the main thing that was a barrier for me. Because I actually did go to studios because it was just one girl that rapped as well. And uh, she went to the studio down in Baltimore. That studio was like super nice. Don't get me wrong, super nice, dope dude. But me, I, I felt out of place because I was like, "Bro, I'm still on Audacity. Like, I still got a Lenovo laptop. Like, I'm not. I'm, I feel like I'm not at that level yet. I want to build myself to be at that level." And like, you, you ever been into a studio and like they got all these type of like processors, <laughs> compressors, all of this shit lined up in there, but only like three of them lit up. <laughs> Only three on lit up. And it, it, it dawned on me at first, like when you like a, a rapper fresh off the street and you don't really know your equipment like that, you gonna think, damn, he using all of this stuff to make my voice sound like that. And then when you get in there and you spit, you gonna think, oh my god, this sound amazing. But literally, if you put, I throw a figure out there. I say two bands, maybe like six hundred on a mic, mm -hmm. and literally three hundred each just for a preamp and a compressor. You can have sound that sounds either just as good as that or literally right, better, probably. Because honestly, in my opinion, after you spend about $1,000 on equipment, it yeah, don't even correct. matter about the equipment no more. It matters about your mixing skills. You, you can have a U87 microphone with an Apollo Twin interface, but it ain't going to do no good. You see that right there? Is, is, can you see it? You see it in the back of Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See it right there? I know exactly what you talk about. See it right there? That's why I record all my exactly. See it right there? Right. Definitely. There you go. 
I got it's it. also another way to get money for yourself too, because now people are gonna be like, "Damn, your vocals sound clear." Well, what studio you go to? I go to my own studio. Oh shit, you trying to you trying to uh, how much you charge per session? Now, now you make an extra money on the side, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I know. So that's also like a yes, sir. So yep. Yep. yeah, coming up, equipment was a bit of an obstacle because I started out small, which you should. Uh, another obstacle, I would say. Uh, Initially, getting your music out there is obstacle too. Because when you are a brand new artist, you really don't have no idea on how to do anything. You just you either going off hearsay, or like me, I did my own independent research a lot, and that's really put me in direction to like actually release music. Because at first, I didn't even know you could put music on Apple Music. I ain't know you could do none of that. I, I strictly stay on SoundCloud. I was a SoundCloud rapper before me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm telling you. So like, uh, honestly, like being in music is so much more than music and people don't realize it. Honestly, it's like investing in stocks and you yourself, you're the stock that you're investing into. And oh. if you're not selling your music, what make people, what make you think people are gonna wanna buy it? Like that was my biggest thing for me. I was like, if you're not gonna put everything into your music, into your craft, then why would you be upset when somebody listens to it and they don't wanna do it either? Like, I was kind of like, I was like, damn, okay, you're right. So for a minute, like I just started like, I, I live in the dorm, so I ain't pay rent. So I knew I'd get the money back on the 15th. So I was like, you know yeah. what, I'm just gonna start throwing bread and all this equipment that I need. And while I'm doing that, I'll be watching a bunch of YouTube tutorials. Wavy Wayne, I listen, I watch them all the time on how to mix, yep. how to master all of this stuff. The first time I actually paid for a DAW, it was Logic Pro X. I didn't go to Pro Tools because at the time I was like, that shit look complicated. I'm starting some more user friendly. So you, man, you tell you, you talking about it, smile, because man, you sound just like me. Now <laughs> I just had to crack up. Yes, sir. So I used Logic Pro X. I think it was two ninety nine or one ninety nine on the App Store. Mm -hmm. So and before that, I actually was like playing, messing around with GarageBand. So honestly, GarageBand is an even more simple version of Logic Pro. So I always, I was kind of familiar. So I started I, messing with it. My son do everything on his phone. My son make beat my son hard. My son, he knows oh, yeah. he was it. But now my son is good, but he do everything on his phone with GarageBand. Yes, sir. GarageBand is clutch, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. So I started using that, and I ain't gonna lie. You know, when you first start something, you're gonna throw auto-tune all the way up. So like, <laughs> just like learning how your voice sounds, learning what microphone make your voice sound like what. Uh, that's honestly, like I know I keep hitting on that, but knowing like what to buy, uh, how to mix, all of that stuff, was it's just one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to making music and finding the time for that too because not only do you got to buy the equipment but you got to learn how to use it See. so yep. you ain't gonna be using when you at work especially when you got people that don't believe in your craft they they go try to make it seem like your occupation which to, to a degree it is more important than your uh your hobby but people only do that because even you, you can be caught up on everything but if somebody don't believe on, believe in your craft, they still gonna make it seem like you're slacking. Like that, that's just how it is. Second they see you doing something you love, they're gonna shit on you regardless. Like I had to learn it the hard way, man. And now everybody that smile on your face wanna see you succeed. It's sad to say, but it's the truth. Man. I'm telling you. I was quiet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> young man speak, preach. Preach young man speak. Yes, <laughs> and um and honestly, finding a support group is also an obstacle too. Because 
like before I met my girlfriend, it was really just me and a couple friends that knew I made music. And I was honestly nervous about showing some people, especially at work, because half the time they really only like listen to something when it's like an idea, when it can also like make them look good too. So like if, if you try to show them something that's abstract or something that's that's not really suiting to their culture, they're not they're gonna shut it down because they're gonna be like, you need to be focusing on advancing hose lines upstairs. I'm like, I don't know that shit. Like, what are you talking about? Like you need to be reading the NFL. I already know what they say. I went to I went to academy. Like, been been there done that. I got the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And uh and to this day, I tell you, one, my girlfriend, one of the biggest supporters I got. Like she, she too. always like I'm telling you, like one thing I like about it, she don't always like whenever I send her a song, she don't always hit me with the same line. Well, that shit hard, babe. No, nah, she actually be like, nah, babe, you need to go back and redo that, or you need to. Like that transparency means a lot for real. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes, sir. Yep. She's right there. There you go. Four head. What they do? What they do? Yeah, she was more female than you. That's what she did. Yeah. You gotta touch my like, yeah, I gotta get my hair done. You saw don't put me on this camera. My hair right. You know what I'm saying? I see you. I see you. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Give me a red bone. Yeah, yeah, I ain't mad. I had a couple of them or something. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. A couple of them. <laughs> International Cup Red Burn. Red Bumble. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's neither hit nor them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm mad at you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah, you still, you got some, uh, man, I don't want to interrupt you, man. You, got, you still going? Oh, you good? Uh, let me think of another obstacle. Honestly, I wish like making music came with a book because after you make the music, you gotta learn how to promote the shit. Like that's a whole other beast in itself too. Like, like people don't realize that. Like, realize just because you make a hot song, that don't mean it's gonna automatically go crazy on social media. Like, you gotta be able to plant them seeds and like, uh, see now they got stuff where you can run ads easily with the click of a button. But when yeah. I first started, and this stuff only been out for like maybe two, three years, outside of people with like major marketing campaigns like they can actually do stuff because they actually got a, a global conglomerate of companies but like being able to do it just as an instagram user like running ads campaigns yeah. that was i don't think that was available like two three years ago that's oh, something yeah. that recently came I, out. Do it all the time. I got a whole account i just throw things on there boom when i want to i'll be having people oh, yeah. in box all over the world i just crack up like man where did this come from i'll be sending t-shirts everywhere man yeah algorithm manipulation right. people don't really know about that so like that was definitely big for me too, because you spend you know eight, nine, ten hours making a song, and then you gotta spend three, four, five hours learning how to promote. So like, it's definitely more than just making music. And the people just looking at it one sided, sad to say, they ain't gonna get far. Like it's really a lot. Like you really gotta be uh like flexible. You really gotta be a multi capable airman, just like in the Air Force. Like yeah, I know all of. Yeah, well rounded. That's the word. Well rounded airman. <laughs> yes, sir. And That's something crazy. I'm just learning to teach myself today, like people are rap, you know, they'll go all over the world rapping or all over their city rapping, but they'll never pick up a book and actually look into the history of rapping. Like, I'm, I'm really about to start doing that too. Like, there's a lot of history that you need to know behind rapping and what it stands for. It ain't, it ain't just making words rhyme together. Like, it's a story behind everything. You know, you're trying to be famous. You're trying to be like Drake and them. But how you think they got famous? I think Easy e got famous. I'm pretty sure they got famous because they read somewhere where a famous artist or producer always be at 
and that's where they wanted to go. And they met him over there, and they pitched him their uh, their idea, and that's how they got put on. Well, look at you see me smiling over here. I ain't stopped smiling, yes, right? Sir. I'm saying, I'm going to have to have you <laughs> again. I see why Tay say what he's saying. I've been telling young cat, <laughs> yep. you know, listen, I'm like, yes, sir. you think this come from? You think it's just for good? You <laughs> think we just, uh, just start rapping today? You know what I'm saying? That just happened? Rapping been around since 1973. It's been around for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a big book called The Book of Hip Hop. Yes, sir. You need to go get that book. Let me can show you all the history of hip hop and all the way it came from. Because you got to know from whence you came to know where the hell you go. Exactly. You need to know your roots. I'm telling you right now, you got to know from whence you came. I'm, I'm a student of hip hop. That's why I can appreciate young guys rapping, older guys rapping. You know, sometimes I listen to stuff. And yeah, I ain't a Kodak. I'm from Florida. I'm not a big Kodak black fan. I listen to some of it. I just can't catch that. Because I. I just think it'd be going off on something else. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I got to really, really understand what you're saying. But you know what I mean? I don't have nothing. Some people be like really crapping on young dudes. They ain't going to get me crapping on young because I was the young dude at one point and they were laughing at me. Like, you stupid. My mom was like, you crazy. What's this music? I had to get a bootleg yeah. WA tape back in the day. I had, to, I had to bribe my grandfather to get it for me. He didn't know what he was getting. He was in the gas station. I said, Granddaddy, I want that right there. He bought it for me. He didn't look at it and say, for discretion advice. You know what it was. Oh, cry. Hey, boy, I played that thing every single, every chance I got in the cut. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't tell me <laughs> why I was in it. You know what I mean? But like I said, you got, I'm a student. I'm a student in hip hop, man. And you, you sound like you there, man. I, I have nothing to say. I, like I said, I'm on here just smiling because we need more young <laughs> men to say exactly what you're saying and say it like that. Hey. Got a young cat, you know what I'm saying? He uh me and this guy, uh, he's in here checking you out, man. Me and this dude, he's in my um, he's uh he's one of the, the uh, I guess you say prospects to, to join the fraternity of uh Omega Sci-Fi. And he's in here, he's like good information. You see what I'm saying? Yes, you don't know how what you saying, you out here. You finna be on you finna be on Apple on Apple Podcasts, you finna be on Spotify Podcasts, you finna be everything out here. People listen to you, you be a maid who pop in and listen to my podcast. I'm telling you so. You know what I mean? Say what you say. And, and and as you see me, you know what I'm saying? I'm an example of somebody who just been me. Like I told you, for me. So I don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? I'm myself. All the way up to, to the chief. You know who I am. I don't never, I don't never deviate. And so when oh, yeah. you really yourself, people respect you. And everything you're saying on here is what more young men who are in the music business should be saying. But they don't care. And that's why they in the end yeah. run. They not be successful. You know how impressed an A&R who might be my age, you go in and you talk to this dude, you start telling them about Melly Mel, sign, sign right here on the sign, sign, sign it right here. You, you'd be amazed at what something that somebody else might not know will, 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 will change your life. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, you, you, there were some great obstacles, man. Like I said, I, and all the ones you said, I had the same ones, man. I had the same one. People, you know, just haters on me and all kind of stuff. And just, you know what I mean? just be looking at them like, man. Why are you trying to take my shine? Go pull a hose line. You should be a bad hose line. Hose line. This is taken away from your career, from you uh, doing your CDCs or doing your duties, whatever. When I leave out, whenever I would leave outside that gate, I still do it to this day. You people didn't even know I was in the military. I leave outside that gate, I left that firefighter stuff right there on that base. Right. I leave that, you know what I'm saying, firefighter stuff right on that doggone base. You have to be able to have some kind of outlet there. You know what I'm saying? As I just tell you, know, I just told y'all, I just did the interview for Andrews Air Force Base as the fire chief. I just did that. And some of that stuff is what they ask it. Like, how do you, you know, what, what is the, what, to keep a healthy department? How do you keep a healthy department? How do you keep your guys feeling 
feeling good and feeling, you know what I'm saying? They need to have outlets outside the department. And you got to make a department a place where people want to come work at. Meaning, yes, giving them the opportunity to have those outlets outside the department. And make them feel good about the place they work at. You don't make them feel like this is it. This is, you know what I'm saying? No. You know what I'm saying? The Air Force is, is it, it is a job. It is, a, it is a job. You do your job. I understand people say it is a culture. It is all those things. But it's still, when it's all said and done, it's a job. And when you leave yeah. off your job, you go home. It's not one person out here who said, well, you know, I I'm leaving off my work and I'm not going home. Everybody going home. When they walk in their house, they're doing their own damn thing. Yes, so sir. You just keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, I I'm, I'm, I, anytime you want to call me and talk, I've been there. Everything you're going through, I've been there. I've been joked. I've been laughed at. I've been everything you want to think about when it comes to hip hop. And here I am, you know what I'm saying? Still doing hip hop, still rocking the mic, still better than some. <laughs> yeah, better than I appreciate that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, sir. That was great, man. I, I like that, man. You know, so let me, let me let me get to the, let me see the next question. Um, let me see. What do you like about the military? And what do you least like about the military? Uh well, as far as my job itself on a specific level, one of the things I, I dislike the most is the cohesion. So the lack of cohesion. So you would think because you're in the fire department, it's, it's family. But honestly, at least from my point of view, it seemed like shit ran more like a corporation than a than a, a family household. So like, you know, you got two different shifts and it's always gonna be shift wars, it's always gonna be some one shift ain't doing that the other one is. But you got A shift and a B shift. And you know, you see more of a family oriented atmosphere on the opposite shift, but you really don't see it on this shift. Like I can't I couldn't tell you the last time we sat in the circle and talked about our interests and you know what people like and and what we aim to get out of the military. Like we don't have those talks. Hell, even finance had talks like that. Like you see you see office office jobs that when they take pictures, they seem like they more like close knit than we are and we live together. So it's kinda like damn, they gotta change. Like people just come to work to get off. Like it's kinda like damn. I love my job, but like it's kinda hard to love it when you when you when you work around people that that's about themselves, you know, it's kind of like, nah, it's, it's people that want to have more of a morale there as well. Like, I'm not the only one, but we outnumbered, obviously, like, it seemed like the togetherness part was left out. They're just more concerned about the mission. And I'm kind of like, if it's only making you look good and you surrounded by filth, you really think they're going to reach in and, and see you? Like, you might be diamond in the rough, but it's still in the rough. You still got the, the dig to find it. When really you can make the whole department shine like it's the little stuff, like we knocking out the mission, but you can't forget about you know the mental stresses of actually working at the fire department and the environment you create when you don't, you know, when you don't, uh, what's the word? When you don't offer like morale boosters, stuff like that. Like I've never been a type that you had to pat me on my back, but I mean every now and then checking up on somebody that that, that ain't gonna hurt nobody, you know? It's kind of like damn. I ain't never been around somebody so much and yet still feel like I'm by myself. Like, it's kind of like, dang. That's really, that's my biggest, uh, my biggest dislike about jobs specifically, at least, and my biggest dislike. And it has its highs and lows, but honestly, as far as that shift, it, it's never really been connected. And if it is, it's always clicks. It's always cultural clicks. Like, it's always people that like what the other person like they always hanging together or to do what they do like i myself i don't drink and i don't smoke so 
automatically that rules me out of being around people that that's all they do. Like I bear, I never be at the smoke pit with half the other shift or half the people on my shift be at. So that already eliminates them. And I feel like just because I don't drink, that don't mean you know I don't want to know chill somebody. Somebody gonna need a designated driver. Shit, you know, <laughs> kind of like damn. I thought being sober, I thought you know people uh, respect that. Like, they look at it like, well, damn, Terry, you a bitch. I'm like, well, damn, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You you would have thought that 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 was a, a a negative trait to have the way people treat you when you when you tell them you're sober. Damn, mm-hmm. you you must ain't no fun. <laughs> like, I'm like, nah, bro. I just seen what yep. that shit do. To people. I don't have no part in it. You know. And but damn, you talking about it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like God. So, so what you like? What's the thing? What you like about the military? What's the other thing you like? Uh, one of my biggest likes about the military is not only the way that it forces you to operate on shift, but the way it changes how you operate off shift. So even from when I went to BMT to when I went home, my mom and my dad was like, boy, the way you act before you left and the way you act now, black and white, I didn't even know what they was talking about. I remember I was, I remember mama had told me something. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And then she was like, Yes, ma'am. I was like, man, I don't like that. I don't do that. But I got me say yes, ma'am to you. She was like, where is Desmond coming from? I ain't never like that before. I was like, damn. I must was a, I must was a terrible little boy back in the day then. God, I'm like, I was like, God, man. It was like that. So, like, I can actually, like, don't get me wrong. Just like everything else, the Air Force, the military got its pros and cons. But I always be grateful for, like, the character development, the uh, ambition they gave me. Uh, one thing I like about it too, it not only teaches you to be reactive, but it teaches you to be proactive. It teaches you not to wait for information to be brought to you, but to go out and actually search for it. That's, that's one thing I can appreciate. It always, it, it makes you hungry to a point where you're not sitting around waiting, you're actually doing it. So that, that's a, a big thing I like about the military, at least my experience from the military. Um, you know, it forces you to get out your comfort zone a lot. It forces you to do stuff you're not used to doing. It forces you to ask questions, it forces you not only, you know, be a yes man, but also ask why, but also, you know, being tactical in how you ask it, because some people don't like that, but, you know, there's always a, a better way to do things. And I feel like if you respectfully asking why and not just being a divergent, then it's not really a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that aspect is also something I can appreciate about the military. And also, you know, before I joined the military, I didn't really have like a, a routine. I didn't really have like a trajectory. I didn't have a routine. I didn't really have like a place I wanted to go. I just joined the military and I was like, I gotta get out of, I gotta get out of my hometown cause they not down there. So like, it really gives you a moral compass. Like it really makes you set goals, get your dreams. In my opinion, you know, um, it really just puts you on a path that makes you want to progress and not just living to live, but you also like living to level up. Like, I'm not gonna say my life was terrible, obviously. My parents did the best they could do and I'm grateful to this day. But, you know, when you're in a household where, you know, you lack certain things and you're more focused on like bills, or living check to check, like it's kind of like, where it, you don't really feel like you're living, you just feel like you're coasting, you know, cause you never know what can happen a week later. So it's kind of like not being in the military, give you a chance to like, Think about other things aside from 
when the bills gonna get paid or when next time you gonna get paid. Like it kind of lets you focus on. Well, I want to win next time. We're gonna be able to go on a vacation, or you know, stuff to boost you up. You know, you ain't surviving no more. Now you living. So, yeah, yeah, I like that, man. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give you a book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Go buy the book. I'm write that down. Go listen to. Go read it. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, write that down. Got you. Just wrote it down. That's gonna that's gonna give you something. I'm gonna drop a jewel on it. I gave it to my son. I talk to people all the time about this book. Been out for a long time. I, I, the way I found about it was my ex girlfriend. My, well, she became my ex wife. She was talking about this guy that she was uh, seeing when she was supposed to be seeing me, right? And what made him so? Mm-hmm. She like you ever heard read this book, Rich Dad Poor Dad? And I'm me. I'm like, why this? You know, what I'm saying, well, you know, is this why this lady with this? It, it was a hundred other reasons why she was with this guy, and she was trying to, you know, when she's supposed to be with me with this dude. But I just like, let me read this book, but it's probably the best thing ever happened to me. Go read the book. <laughs> Go read the book. Yes, sir. I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna drop some jewels for you. You know, and it's some of the jewels I dropped on, on, on this interview. I just went on a little while ago. You know, I'm gonna tell you that this stuff all starts from the top. The culture of your department starts from the very, very top. Uh, you find when you in the, when you in, when you in, I'm speaking of fire culture. I'm a fireman, been a fireman 26 years. Now. Right now, I'm the, I'm the deputy chief of the small army installation on 301. <laughs> when we talk about mine, I'll tell you what it is. I don't go into sometimes I think I might have mentioned it before, but I try to separate it, you know what I'm saying? But I got you know, I, I, I manage a lot of people, you know, so I manage a lot of assets, I manage the department. And what you come in and how you set the tone and, and, and the standard of the department, everybody else gonna follow. You leave from the top, they come back down. See what I'm saying? Yes, Your department is like you said is. That's all leadership. Bottom line, it's all leadership. And if somebody not telling them, we ain't going for that. This is what we're going to do. This is how it needs to be. I don't have that problem at my job. Everybody love it. Everybody want to come to work. It wasn't always like that. That it worked. It take work to get there. But you set the tone from the top down. You see what I'm saying? And if you yes, open certain thing you showing that certain situation everybody else gonna follow right behind that they're gonna get right in line with it because guess what everybody want to make the chief happy right so everybody gonna fall in line with what he's doing you see what i'm saying what he's embracing who he's embracing you see what i'm saying it's gonna work just like that that's everybody every chief every every person that's in charge of an organization you should be thinking that way you should be thinking you know what i need to do i need to cultivate a place where everybody want to come to work and if one person don't want to come to work i'm feeling and I should not be working it. See what I'm saying? Yes, sir, definitely. Yeah, I told the cats doing the interview, you fired me. <laughs> I would be fired if I come to work and people feel like you feel, fire me. Because I'm definitely not doing my job. What other job do you have as a chief in the, in the department? But to make everybody below you feel some kind of way. But most people are just all about themselves. And that make it feel like, well, I don't care about them. I'm sitting in my office. You never see the chief. You never see nobody. And that trickles down to everybody else doing the same thing or in their mind what they think it's supposed to look like. But what you should be doing is trying to be different. Make it what about what it, it don't look like. What it should look like, what about what it don't look like. You know what I'm saying? Let's make it look like yeah. this. You see what I'm saying? I don't have that problem. Definitely. I may love coming to work where I work at. They be telling me every day that morale is high. I was losing people left and right. I, I had at one point I had like 15 people that was gone from my job. Now I'm down to nine. It was 15, 20 people. I'm down to nine. I got I got I gotta bring back, you know, people I, I was down 
uh, by 15 personnel. I'm down to nine. 20, 20, I'm down to nine. That's that's a cultural change. And don't nobody want to leave. Yeah. So that's I'm just I'm giving you some big boy information, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you right now, sure. in your career, you start seeing going, you as you become staff sergeant, you stay around, you become doggone, you know, tech sergeant, whatever it is. They set the tone. Those leaders as they still start to go up all the way up to the chief set the tone. They only gonna follow what that guy does and what he allows to happen. So I'm dropping jewel on him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I drop one. We we do that. We talk about hip hop and I drop jewels. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm posing. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Look at like so. What look how you next time you look at the mass sergeant or the tech side, you looking at senior mass sergeant and you look at the chief, all the civilians, look at him. You setting it. If everybody feeling some kind of way, you it's your shift. You the shift supervisor. You make it different. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm, I'm sure I know some of these dudes, but that's them. You know what I'm saying? It's all on you. You make it. You make it be what it is. You squash that nonsense. You say, "No, nah, my shit gonna be like this. This is what we gonna do," because you have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I just dropped the jewel for you, man. Just keep keeping you keep that feather in your cap, man. Let's yes, see. Sir, uh, I appreciate that for sure. You know what I mean? Let's see. Uh, Next question: Do you do you or do you uh, do you or uh, or don't you put any experiences from the military in your songs? Now, I might have said something close to that in the beginning. Uh, I have um, I said something maybe close to that, but it's a little different. Are you are you putting that stuff in your music? Do you rap about anything that you experienced in the military in your music? Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. In my album, Aggravated Pain, the intro actually I got a line in there. It was about, like, I put in a couple of songs, like, I'll drip it in, like, uh, you know, I didn't go to college, but I enlisted still, like, I say stuff like that. Uh, also, I got a song coming out probably December, and it's just called Vent, and it's really, like, a real humble song, talking about how, uh, you know, I joined the military because I couldn't go to college. Like, that's really my biggest hit point that I, I try to emphasize, and uh, just like I always do whenever I'm on the radio station, you know, people probably ask me, you know, you rap about guns a lot in your songs. But I, I try to make people understand the difference between rapping about guns and being a gang banker. Because to, to, to some people, that's the same shit, but it's really not. It's really like I try to <laughs> tell me, like I'm one of those type of people. I don't go out starting trouble, but I let you know off the bat. If it come to me and mine, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. You know, like sometimes you gotta lay that line out because you don't. People are calling. It's supposed to be that we from the south. You know what I'm saying? We, we do that exactly. I don't know what else exactly. do. We don't. We won't play that where we from. Exactly. Yep. So I just laying the ground rules off so ain't no confusion later down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lay it out. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. But um, also in one of my songs, you know, before people deployed and whatnot, there was like a culture in the department. You know, that people don't see you in the gym. They, 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 for some reason, they use that as a character trait to try to look at you different. Oh, he, he don't be in there working all like that. He a bitch, like oh, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like be funny, man. So like I had, <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm being 100 with you. Like that, that's literally how it is. Like if they don't see you in the gym, they try to use that as a character flaw. Some people, for some reason, I'm kind of like just because you don't see me in the gym at a specific time or at work, that don't mean I don't be in there. Like I got a gym five minutes down the road from me, but I be there all the time. That don't mean just because I don't work out at work, that don't mean I don't work out. So like. It kind of, because people are like, I'm not the biggest person at my job. It's a lot of people bigger than me. They, they use that as ammunition. Come on, so you need to get like this. Like, I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm, happy if I'm like that. Like, are you happy like that, bro? Like, you, <laughs> like, you ain't really. 
So I had put that in one of my songs too. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. I was like, uh, they be in the gym lifting. Think they really the shit. I had to pump it on since I was a jit or something like that. It was like a little wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I try I use little little tidbits every now and then. Um, not so much with uh like situations specifically, because I don't need nobody trying to to be like the police, listen for my songs. And the second I put something in about them, they want to go run and tell super yeah. good. So I, I, I try yeah. to you be subliminal. You be subliminal with your exactly. all in that way. Yeah, exactly. And if they do question me about, I'd be like, "Hey, man, but you fit work. <laughs> you feel? If it's speaking <laughs> yeah. to you, then obviously you admit it. So at that point, it's just kind of like, "Hey, man, look in the mirror if you feel in some type of way." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, hey, sure. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, man. That culture of that. Cause I'm gonna double back on something. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. But you know, what I'm saying that culture of that came from people. In the, it, 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 sometimes you can swing too much this way. You see what I'm saying? When I came in the military, it was riding bikes. And they had fat dudes, they, all they do is smoke cigarettes all day. They jump on the bike, you know what I'm saying? They ride that bike and they pass. You're like, man, you, you weigh 400 pounds and you look like it. So <laughs> they had to be like, look, we need to get one. I weighed 135 when I came in the military, 135. And so we had to swing the pendulum. But sometimes you can swing the pendulum way over here. Now that's all that is. And they up in the Pentagon, they know they've they been trying their hardest to try to correct that. Cause that's what it become about. I'm gonna go to the gym, 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 gym. That don't sound like a well-rounded airman. You could be the biggest gym rat, and then so now it become that that's the focus on what makes you a better airman than this other guy. Cause you went to the gym, or you or you in the, you know, what I'm saying that does not make him a better person. Cause he in the gym all. I go to the gym all the time. I, I like the gym. I, I do my thing. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not that dude that, that that you know that's gonna be like, oh, you're not in the gym, so that make you. No, I'm like, hey man, that's what I say. That stuff come from the top. The top should be telling them, man, no, no, you ain't doing that. You want to go to the gym, you got to go to the gym. We need to go to the gym. That's what it is. We're not going to make somebody feel like the culture is you, you're not anything or you're not like somebody else. You have an individuality in the department. You are able to be an individual. Mm -hmm. Let that person be who you be. Oh, he passed the PT test. You know what it is. You don't pass the PT test. You got to do what he got to do. That's on him. But at that point, yeah, if he's sure. doing his job and he's passing the PT test, you need to worry. You know, you ain't got to be the swollest dude in the world to pass the PT test. It ain't nothing but some push-ups, some sit-ups, uh, some crunches. You know what I'm saying? A run. Yeah. And, and they, they probably took the tape away. They used to take the weights out there. They took that away now. So what, what is it? It ain't the hardest <laughs> one. It's the Army, what they go through. The Air Force is a joke. They, they stuff is a joke when it comes to the PT. As a matter of fact, if you didn't know, I, when I was at the Pentagon, I was working on, on the, 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 the five departments on the physical fitness program. That's where I headed up. I, I was in charge of that, making that happen mm -hmm. At the Pentagon, they dropped that shit. They said they want to bring it back, but they should have been trying. To, the police got theirs. How come the fire department couldn't get theirs done? Police got theirs done. Special operations got their own, and we were right there. So then, how come if, if if security forces got theirs done, why don't the fire department have theirs already? I went. I went to so many. It's a demonstrations. I had to go out. I had to go out to San Antonio to sit there and go through the demonstration and what they was going to do. I got the video. I show it to you. Of me at the, the demonstration of watching them. Put this all together and then they dropped and went to the wayside. Why is that? It's the same big ass dudes probably can't do their damn job. Facts. Damn. They beat them big ones that can't run one lap. I'm telling you, these strong <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> one lap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, exactly. from the top down, from the top. That's where I'm telling you all this culture come from, from the top down. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I'm going to tell you something about Hawkins. 
Hawkins might be a bigger dude now, but that dude could ball. If y'all, he lose. Oh, yeah. You ever been out there watching that cat basketball? Yes, sir. We used to hoop back in the day. That cat will show out on you in a minute. You'd be like, man, <laughs> I didn't know he could like that. He nasty oh, on yeah. that basketball court, boy. I'm, I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> I'm going to double back. I was, you're talking about the studio, man. And so, yeah, man. I had to learn to do that. I had to learn to mix. And sometimes I still question some of my mixing. But sometimes I might just go to the studio because I just want to feel that old school feel. But most 90% of the time, I do my own mixing. All my beats, I do all the mixing for myself. I do everything myself, man, because we learned early on the same thing. You go to the studio, they charge you $50 an hour. They start being outrageous. $50 an hour to do what? You just looking like a microphone I can buy my damn self. So you better believe a lot of these studios done went out of business. A lot of these studios done lost money because everybody took their stuff and went to the house. I had to learn yeah. to do it. When I show you that mic, that's why I showed you the mic. I'm like, yo, I know what you're talking about. I had to buy my own equipment. I got my own recording stuff. The first, you know, the first dog I bought, you know, um, I think it was Cubase back in the day. It had a little Cubase. I used Cubase for a while. Mm-hmm. But then I switched over to Reasons. I like Reasons. People don't like Reasons. I'm able to produce in Reasons everything I want to do in Reasons. That's the dog I used. Now I've switched over. I do. Re- I go between reasons, and I use um. What's it called? Uh, uh, Universal Audio. Now you start talking oh, about yeah. Universal Audio, you talking about some money. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I got the Universal right. Audio stuff in here. You gonna spend some money on Universal Audio, but hey, I make a little more money than you. So then I supposed to be buying stuff like that. But that Universal oh, yeah. Audio, that stuff clean, boy. That stuff and the plugins, plugin. All these cats do it in the studio. Do it, put a bunch of plugins in to make your stuff sound a certain way. Please understand that. Yep. You can do the exact same stuff at your house and save yourself some money. So what he said yes, is the exact facts. And I think more young men, you can listen. What this young man just said right here: save yourself some money and be self-sufficient. Pick up a book. You say no books out there. The first book I bought to learn how to engineer and learn how to mix and master was 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 mixing and master for dummies. They got it. It's out there. Go back. That's the book. There wasn't no YouTube back in the days. It wasn't none of that. I had to go find these. I had to go to this to the bookstore and I got that recording and mastering for dummies. Mm. What I had to buy. I got the book right here somewhere. Now I don't really use it as much. Write that down too. <laughs> recording and mastering for dummies. It was good. It was funny. I think it's recording for dummies. Whatever it is, I think it's one of those recording and mastering. Yes, sir. That's what I had to learn to do, man. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, before YouTube, now I go on YouTube and I take little things to be putting it, and I do it. But like I said, I just bought a machine. I don't know if you know what a machine is to make beats because I had got away from sampling and now I'm getting back to the sampling. Mm-hmm. So I used the machine. I just bought, I got to learn how to work it. I bought the machine. I made like one beat. I said, I got to make a better beat than this. <laughs> but, but I got over here. I'm working at it though. All right. So I'm going to give you, I got the next question for you. Um, let me see. Uh, so we did that. What obstacles did you face? Okay. What were some? Of, what, what what are some of the lessons you have learned? So I think you already answered. I'm not even going to ask that. I think that we talked about some of the lessons. Maybe I did. What's some of the lessons that you learned in the military? I think you said some a little, little, a little ways back, but you know you collaborate on a little more if you want to. Oh yeah. Oh man, I learned so many lessons. Uh, off the top, first lesson, two words: be humble. Uh, I don't care where you go. I don't care what type of accolades you acquire along the way. Everybody started from the same level. Everybody put their pants on the same way. I always, I always try to tell myself to be humble no matter what happened because the same way you got them blessings, they can get took right back. You don't want to be in that position. 
So humility is my biggest thing. My second second biggest lesson I've learned was being genuine. I don't care what you do. If you be genuine about it, it's always your energy always going to be reciprocated. If you're a genuine person, if you mean well by every action that you intend, then, I mean, that, that's really the big, that's, that's a life fact right there. Like, no matter what you do in life, if, if you got genuine intentions behind it, you're going to be blessed. Like, that, that's really, that, that's, that's as simple as it can be right there. Like, when I be at work, like, I, I mess up all the time. But the reason why I don't get yelled at is because if I mess up on the fire ground or if I mess up, you know, at work around the station, I go let my supervisor know I messed up. I don't hide it. I don't make excuses behind it. I'll be like, hey, look, I know this right here is what should have happened, but this is what I did. I don't give an excuse as to why I messed up, but I'll let you know this is what I was thinking that led to the mistake that was made. And at that point, if you want to give me paperwork, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to because if I messed up. And that's that's what the uh, if that's what the uh, the consequences are, then, hey, I take it like a man. Like, I, I'm, that's the type of person I am. So, like, I always try to be that genuine, be genuine, humility, and, like, always admitting when you're wrong. Like, it ain't going to be no argument with me because I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. Like, that's yeah. how I am. Another lesson I learned. Let me think of a good lesson. See, man, with my girlfriend, boy, she taught me so many lessons. I'm telling you, like, honestly. <laughs> a lot of your good lessons come for you, woman, man. I'm going to tell you, I know over the years. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, man. She introduced me like mental health. She introduced me like when it comes to communicating better, like all of that stuff. Like you would thought we was married already, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> look at over that smiling. She over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You talk about me, baby. That was yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Me and her. I mean, the first day we met, March fifth, twenty twenty. Trying yeah. to tell you that since that day, me right then and like me now, two different people. Like, uh, honestly, when I had first met her, like, I didn't even think I was going to be, like, in a long-term relationship. Like, me and her both had a lot of stuff we had to get through. One thing I can say about us, though, like, I don't care what we go through or how bad we argue. We never get into an argument about a third party. Like, it's always just about us two. It's never about who you've been texting or who was that girl you was with. Like, we, yeah. we always keep everything with us. We always keep it at home. That's trust. And, and like, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. It's like subconscious trust. Like, you ain't got to think about it. Like, you already know where she at. Like, I'm trying to tell you, that girl a blessing, but I'm trying to tell you. She kept me out of trouble, too, man. Because as soon as I stopped being a little player player, man, everything, yeah. like, just started, like, being so much clearer. Like, when you start thinking with the right head, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. I I tell, like what I say, man, you got to think with the right head. The other head, hey, you walking around here like a zombie. Miss you up. I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it ain't nothing short of a blessing that I'm the age I am with no kids. I ain't paying child support for nothing. No record, no kids. Don't smoke, don't drink. I'm telling you. People think I be lying. And even my mama, she's like, mm-hmm. You, you probably be doing something. I'm like, Mom, I'll, I'll be doing that, but I'll be chilling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good, though. You should be, though. Know, so I didn't smoke and drink none of that stuff. Neither. I ain't do none of that stuff when I was coming up. I'm not like, doing none of that. Y'all do that. Y'all go good. I see some of the people get kicked out the military smoking weed and all this, doing all that smoke, no, no, nothing. I said, I ain't doing none of that stuff, y'all. I'm trying to live long, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got called stuck up, lame, you name it. But the same people in North Carolina that were smoking and drinking, look at them now, look where I'm at. <laughs> but the same stuff, you rolled up there, they hating on you. you, you rolled up in your nice ride, you doing your thing. I know, they did the same thing to me in Miami, so I just crack up like, yo, you know, you want to yeah. go home 
purpose. And after you want to go home and show out to your friend when you first get in the military, but then after a while, you're like, man, that cat's doing the same thing. They ain't really doing it. It's like this press pause. I'm telling you, it's like from the second you went on BMT, you press pause, and then when you came back home, you just hit play, and that's exactly what it is. It's the same situation, though. You press the button, they just doing the same thing over and over and over. Ain't nothing changed. Man, you, you ain't never. Man, yeah, these, I love it. And these are the people that used to tell you, yeah, man, man, you broke, man. You ain't going to never be nothing, man. You know you're going to stay down here. Same people. It's crazy. <laughs> and, like, I'm glad that I've grown to a point to where now that I see those people and what they deal with, I don't even laugh. I don't smile. I don't, like, rub it in. I just like, you know what? I'm glad that won't me. Like I just thank God that won't yeah. me. It could have been. I'm telling you. It could have been you. Yeah. I, my my yeah. life is locked up. They in jail. They all jacked up. Got bad credit. Everything messed up with them. They can't nothing in their life. You just look at them like, oh, yeah. man, you know, you, hey, you could have went with me. You could have went with me to MEPS. I didn't tell you not to go right. to MEPS. You chose not to go. That's you. I went on the MEPS. I did my thing. And it, it changed your life, man. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. That's why I tell people, I like, you know, Again, a, a big part of this game in the military, I'm gonna tell you, is this: people don't people know this is an opportunity for people to be successful and for people to have things and the people for people to grow. So they know that, and so what they do is they try to they try to discourage you every chance they get to try to make you go. But you're doing it. Why you ain't discouraging yourself? It's underlying meanings behind all that. I'm gonna let you sit and think about it. But there's a reason why they trying to get you. So I tell people, man, don't let nobody take your blessing away. It's, a, it's all it's all of them. They trying to mess with you. It's a mind game. They trying to get you to do mm-hmm. something else. They trying to they know they they get they finna get their retirement. They finna get my my some of my biggest lessons and regrets that I probably learned over it when I was out active duty is is and I learned that that that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I let people talk me out of things and I, I they, they did it. They, they treat me a certain way and I felt some kind of way and I jumped off active duty and I went to the reserves. So I retired from the reserves. I was an Iron Man. Though. I went, became an Iron Man. I did all that good stuff, man. I'm not regretting what I did. I, I did, but but the one thing I, I, I wish I did, I wish I probably had stayed active duty because what I, I let people how they was acting. Not later on, as I got older, start realizing, oh, that's the game. They try to, they try, they don't want me to get what they did. They don't want me. You know what I'm saying? They try to push me yeah. out of it. And, and, and at the time, I fell into it. I fell right into that nonsense. They was. You know what I'm saying? They were messing with me and, you know, stuff you had to deal with, the same stuff you dealing with. Yeah, I had to deal with that. And I was like, man, I say, I'm going to be somebody ass. I'm going to go to jail. So rather they go to jail, you get up out of here. But that's the game. That's the game folk play to try to get you out of your zone. Somebody just put their, yeah. somebody put their thumbs up. <laughs> put their thumbs up. <laughs> you got thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> say talk that talk. You know what I'm saying? It's a mental game if they be playing. They're trying to yeah. trick you up out your position. They're trying to trick you up out the position. So you got to play mental mind game with them too and understand what that's about, which has been a universe, it's been a universal hundred year game that has worked. We just can't let it work. You can't let it work. Definitely. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop that jewel for you too, man. Don't, you know what I mean? You, you, you see like a smart young man. Don't, don't, you know, whatever you decide to do, let that be your path. Don't let them try Definitely. to right. they've got the path. You know what I mean? Do what you need to do. Don't let that, don't let that nonsense. You know what I mean? But yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that was a very strong lesson to learn. I learned the hard way, but I ain't mad. I was able to, was, I'm telling you, the best revenge, remember this, is success. Best nice. revenge is success. Cameras, yes, showing love to what y'all breaking down. E. Smitty, he's a hip hop artist, and he also he also sings. The cat, the cat Cole. Cole dude, man. I appreciate you.
Yes, sir. You say, you say facts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you get love. They come with you on love. So yeah. So I'm gonna go to the next question, man. That was really good, man. That was a good answer. I can say people are gonna watch this. You're gonna see. They're gonna be really because this this is a, this is a, this is one of the good ones, man. Um, let me yes, see. Uh, so what what advice would you give an artist, somebody who in the military right now? Uh, what what advice would you give them? What what advice would you give that person? Oh man, well, first thing yes. I would say is first mm -hmm. thing I would say is don't take just one answer from one source. Always, always like venture out and understand what your options are. Like if music is really something you want to do, do it. Stay consistent, but also understand that everybody no I don't care how hot your song is. If somebody don't like you as a person or don't like what you're trying to do, they're gonna try to get very bad to tell you down. So always try to keep a level head and tell this game just like basketball. You know, if you play if you know how Michael Jordan played, his main tactic was to talk shit and get in your head. He'll beat you before the ball even got in his hand. You gotta make sure you don't get people that energy. I'm telling you. Cause the second you get people that energy, they didn't gotta do nothing to you. Like yep. you gotta you gotta force it's crazy to say it, but you gotta force yourself to love your job. Because if yep. you if you think about the people that you work with, but when when you off work, man, damn, I gotta work tomorrow for these motherfuckers, you instantly giving them power over your emotions. So like being an artist is probably one of the hardest jobs there is because of the uncertainty. Like you, you don't know if you're gonna make it or not. You you don't know if you're gonna be in a position to support yourself off of just music. So like if you're willing to do it, make sure you got a plan B set up, make sure, make sure your music actually good too. Like if you act like I, I, I said that right. I said that to you earlier. It better be good. I'm telling you, like if, if you gotta, it's really one of those one of those occupations where you gotta be honest with yourself. If you if you if you really you really gotta talk to yourself and be like, all right, man, I love music, but if I know I ain't making music that that's deserve to be on the top 100 chart, then just keep it as a hobby. Like just be honest with yourself, cause if you don't, and if you lie to yourself, you are gonna get in a position where somebody gonna put you on blast. I'm telling you, you gotta love it. Exactly what he said. You gotta love it to stay with it, because no. I'm telling you, don't be the people that get weeded out. Because music gonna ask of something, gonna ask you of something that's very hard to do, and that's gonna determine if you really about what you about. Because if you really love music, you're gonna do everything you gotta do to succeed. But if you get an obstacle put in front of you over something that you just, eh, I mean, it's cool to do, and you ain't really gonna want to do it because you ain't gonna have no motivation. If it, if it don't come from the heart, you you ain't gonna have no drive to actually put forth time and effort into it. I love it. I'm telling you. Hey, have you heard of this cat called Hitmaker? His name was Young Bird at one point. His name Hitmaker now. Hitman? You talking about the rapper? Hitmaker. His name Hitmaker. He was he Hitmaker. was called Young Bird back in the day. He, he, you need to go on this. It's called it's the dude called Math Hopper. Hopper. Math Hopper. He on there talking to Hitman. Hit Hit. Not hit, I mean yeah Hit uh, the Hit uh, yeah, Hitman. I think we call Hitmaker. Hitmaker used to be Young Bird. He on that talk. He said the exact same thing you see. He said, I ain't got no kids. I ain't got no wife. I sacrificed all my stuff for this music. But you got to love it. And here I am. I'm making $75,000 per beat that I do for people on a song. His, his name is Math, Math Hoffa. Like, like Hoffa, like Jimmy Hoffa. Math Hoffa. Yeah. He talking to Hitmaker, who was one time Young Bird. Watch that interview. You're going to hear him say the exact same thing you just said. That's the second time somebody said that's that's a that's like a that's a deep point right there, man. That that that's is deep, deep. That's a really deep point. You know what yes, I'm saying? Sir. You know, I equate a whole lot of stuff to basketball because that's my favorite sport. But I yeah. look at uh I look at my passion of music like defense. 
you know, you, you, you could be five foot four on the court, but I promise you, if defense coming from your heart, you could do everything you can to stop him. He might still score because it great offense, you know, better defense, better offense. But guess what? If you put your heart in it, ain't no coach going to get mad at you if he score on you. I promise you will never be on the bench if somebody score on you, but you guarding from your heart. That, that's what I look at. If you really, I don't care how many L's you take your music. If there's something from your heart, you're going to succeed. You just take the right set of ears to hear you. And if you don't succeed, then if you got enough heart, then you would have had enough mental to know to make a plan B in your head and have something else to go forward with. Yeah, that's just my opinion on it. Like, I, I really, like I said, it all goes back to being genuine, man. If, if what you're doing coming from a solid, genuine place, ain't nobody gonna fault you for that. No, man. Man, you, you, you dropping some jewels, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I just all I can do is smile, man. I like to see young people, man, man. I like to see young folk talking like that, man, because. That let that let me know where you at, man, and, and where you, where your where your mentality is, man. A lot of people have jacked up mentalities, but you Definitely. ain't got jacked up mentality. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it's always it's an old thing called crabs. It's an old saying called crabs in the bucket. They crabs in the bucket. All I do is pull people down, other people down, man. And, and like yeah. I said, they did it to me. They did it to me too, man. They joke me, laugh me, or everything you want to say because I sound like hip hop from early on. Joke, 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 joke. And I was like, man, I used to get mad about it, but but you like I said, they crabs in a bucket. They ain't nobody want everybody want to drown your happiness, want to take your happiness away. You just don't, you know what I mean? And you 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 let them win when you allow them to do that. Don't let them let them do what they want to do because obviously their life is miserable because they don't have an outlet. They wish they could they could write a hot sixteen. They could write a hot six sixteen if they tried. You just you gotta get you a gift. Don't be mad because somebody gave you a gift. If your God-given gift is firefighting, okay, then if, if it's firefighting, then it's firefighting. You know what I'm saying? But don't, but I'm not yes, going to knock another man gift because it's not firefighting. I've been blessed to be able to do both of them. I'm, I'm good at both. I got a blessing yeah. on both. You know what I mean? But everybody ain't got that blessing. Those guys who firefighters, I understand. That's important to them. So I, I make sure I show that love. And say, hey, I can speak firefighting language just as well as I can speak hip hop. I can tell you about dogs and all kind of stuff the same way. But I'm not gonna knock another man because he got a dream. Because remember this: a man without a dream is not a man. And you ask half of them that you probably work with, ain't not one of them got a dream. What's your dream? What did you dream about last night? What are you dreaming to be? And they probably don't have a direction. So you know, say if you ever watched this movie called Medicine Society, mm-hmm. you ever movie Medicine Society, you remember. Yes, uh, Sh- Sharif, the knuckle, mm-hmm. the knucklehead that finally learned something was Sharif, and he just oh, got yeah. everybody about what he what he know now because he finally learned something. The knucklehead, that's all it is. Think about them dudes in the fire department. Most of them, they was out, you know, slinging hay bales somewhere probably, and then they they got they yeah. firemen now. And now I'm a fireman. Somebody knucklehead, somebody that taught them something, and now in their mind, I got you know you 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 you. you are you not all about what I'm all about? Because this is something I've learned. That, no, I'm not all about that. When I get off work, I want to run. Tell me, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Anything, anything. Tell you write that tattoo that somewhere. That's a fact. <laughs> yes, That's sir. Tell me something I never got about like uh, cultural. Like when you put cultures together, they they real good about finding differences. They real good about like uh, finding things that aren't the same with them, non-similarities. But when it comes to actually using that as a bridge to cross and actually get closer and bond with somebody, they're terrible at that. Like, it's so, it's so, it's easy. How can I put it? 
it's easy to find something wrong, but it's so hard to look in the mirror. Like it's always easy to be like, oh no, nah, that's reasons for me to stay away more than, you know what? I don't understand this culture. Maybe I want to get some more knowledge. Like you never hear that. No, no. From either side, <laughs> you never hear it. You never, what they do is they have a class or something to check a box. We had to do, we had to do exactly. so, so in case you didn't know, I'm gonna give you some other jewel. I, I was the one for the fire protection. I'm the one that started the, the, the inclusion and diversity initiative. So you heard some about inclusion and diversity initiative, that was me. I started that. I appreciate I, you for that. At the Pentagon, I started. They asked me to look up all the fire protection. The, the, the fire, the Air Force fire chiefs, they look up all the fire protection and show me what the numbers look like as far as racial, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, diversity. Show me what it is, and, and it was bad. It's bad. And, and, and if you, and then, you know, they just put it out. We check your email when you get back to work from suicide. There, the strategic plan for the United States Air Force fire protection. Go ahead and look at it. Go ahead and look, and you'll see that what, what I what I said is not bad. When it's something to be said when four percent of the Air Force is female, uh, uh, Air Force fire protection is female. Something to be said. That's a cultural thing. So that's culture. Sums up. It's oh, gonna say. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. So you know, yeah. I'm trying. I don't know how far that's gonna go. One of my good friends, uh, the fire chief at Beale Air Force Base, one time for, for Kevin Smith, outstanding guy, outstanding person, uh, an outstanding chief. He's he's leading that up right now. So I'm sure you're gonna hear more about it. It's always talking about diversity and inclusiveness, but it shouldn't just be a box that you check off. Definitely. Say that. That's what it's turned into a box that you kind of check off. All right. So let's see. What's my next question here? Um, what did I say? What lessons? Did I say lessons? Did I, did I ask you? Okay. What advice? Did I ask you this? Sorry. What advice would you would you give? I said I already artists that, that uh, this it right. So I'm yeah. back. okay. So my next question is, um, because I do an artist corner, right? And sometimes I talk. Last time, sometimes I talk about dolls. Sometimes I talk about um, what kind of beat equipment you're using. What's your what's your preferences and stuff like that, Michael? My thing now is put it on this artist corner is going to be: Do you need a manager, or don't you need a manager? I, I'm, I'm gonna say a little bit, and I'm I'll let you interject. I yes, think sir. at this time, you know, I, when you're just starting out, you're trying to get going because a lot of these managers they're gonna want 20, 30 percent or whatever you do. Um, not saying <coughs> a manager can't help you get to the next level; they can. But that's just an extra person you got to pay that's coming out your profits. Well, a lot of that stuff you can do yourself, and they know it. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you get to a, a point where you're talking about million dollar contracts, and you got to go, and there's different types of managers. You got to understand that. We think of management is just, I'm a, this is my manager. You know, he, he doesn't know. You got role managers. If you're on the road, you're doing shows, artist managers. You got managers for every aspect when it comes to music. When you get to a certain level, you probably will need that. But, but but you don't need it right now because that's just an extra per mouth that you got to feed. That's just my opinion. Now I'm gonna pass it over to the young man, and he might have a different opinion when it comes to having a manager. No, you definitely spitting facts though, because I had a manager, and I ain't throwing nobody under the bus, but it wasn't what I expected it was gonna be. And honestly, starting out, yeah, like just like you said, just an extra mouth to feed, because if. Yeah, that a manager ain't ain't the same as a uh, a promoter. I think people get that confused too. And if you ain't got a lot going for yours, a manager ain't done. But he he all he does is help you distribute pretty much. So if, if you ain't pushing nothing, then he pushing literally just that. So it all starts at home. So I feel like I feel like when it comes to getting a manager, 
it's almost just like the EPR in a way. You got to build yourself up and get them right bullets and, and like raise your value. Because if you don't, just like trying to get staff, they're they not going to see no value in you. So well, why would they want to recruit you as an artist? Mm-hmm. Right, that's how I look at it. Like a whole lot of the way that the military is structured, like you can really put that towards music or any other job. Like if you're not a solid person, then don't expect somebody to just, oh yeah, here come a $100,000 record deal because you made a hot track. No. If you're not showing up to your shows on time, if you're not a good person in general that's always in jail, they're not going to be trying to look at you. They look at all of that shit. <laughs> Like, would, that, would that be well-rounded? Would that be considered well-rounded, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's why, that's another thing I like about the military is the way that you can apply it to things outside of the military as well. Like, a lot of people just look at the military and they just get stuck in one rhythm. But if you start to apply that knowledge in different parts of your life, you'll be surprised at how, how well it can benefit you. Tell me. Apply that same work ethic into a hobby and see just how it blossoms. Crazy. Yeah. I, I never I thought. <laughs> I'm telling you, never thought I would be where I am now in music for real. Like, if you was to tell me that I would have two albums out and they sound like this, and I'd be able to mix music like this when I first started, I wouldn't believe. I really would. I'd be more concerned with how I did it than where to start it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't think I. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that that manager. I, like I didn't have to pay him, which that was probably already a red flag right there. But I'm kind of glad that uh, we ended things anyway, because he like one one of the things he promised me was like more shows, stuff like that. But he always he never really I was the person always hitting him up, letting him know the stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing a show next week. Yeah, yeah I'm dropping singles. I'm like, you supposed to be checking on me. Why I feel like I'm managing you, like. That's not how it's supposed to be. So I was like, nah, bro. If you're not gonna reciprocate my energy, then I don't need you. I don't need no leeches. I can't yep. do that. Crabs in the bucket. I just told you, crabs exactly. in the bucket. I had a manager for a while. Uh, she was crazy. You know what I'm saying? She was just crazy. She would go on Facebook and just yeah, her dirty laundry, and just go into all this other stuff. And she was prejudiced. I'm like, mm-hmm. how? And she was a Mexican lady. I'm like, how can you be prejudiced and be Mexican? And why would you go out here and, and, and air your? And I say, first off, what's my name? My name is Conscious Ryan. If you hear my verses and hear what I talk about, I spit the truth. And so if I'm spitting the truth, you, and, I, and, and I'm letting you know who I am, what I stand. You need to. I can't have you as my manager. You you ain't gonna work. You ain't gonna work out. So so that we the values don't match. Yeah, it did not match at all. I was like, you got to go. I dropped her so fast. I took out all my stuff because she was she was able to get in and all my stuff. And you know, and, and she I learned some stuff from her. One thing I didn't learn a lot of stuff from her and in the short period of time that I worked with her, but her personality was so gone, it's just gone. So yeah. I was like, I can't this person, no, I can't, I can't have this person in my life. Uh, so all right, so let me see. Um, huh? Yeah, you, you, you oh, know what I'm talking about. You what you said. No, I was going to ask you the next question, man. Um, oh, I got you. I did have a question, and I was going to ask you who is your favorite artist right now, but you already told me who that was. So I, my ne- I guess my question going to be is, what artist is out right now that you would love to work with if you had the opportunity to do it? It's funny you say that, because I um, I know you heard a little baby. He made a, uh, a recent song called In a Minute. You ever heard that song before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I posted a, uh, I did a remix to the second verse of it on TikTok and Instagram too. I got a whole lot of love from that too. So like, if I could do a song with Lil Baby, man, and like use his studio, of course, man, 
he'll do definitely do some numbers. I really feel yeah. like he would. <laughs> I like little baby man. I like he he stepped up during the, the during the uh during the riots and all that stuff was going on with George Floyd. Yeah. He stepped in because a lot of young cats don't do that, man. I've been doing this, do I do that forever. That's what my whole we say conscious rhyme. That's what I do. I, I've been spitting the truth because guess what? We we when I was coming up, we had we had a group called Public Enemy. Public Enemy spoke the truth. They talked up there, yo. Yeah. <laughs> if you go back and listen to just stop to take some time, you know it might be out of your stuff. Listen to Public Enemy albums, and you'll understand what's missing in hip hop today. So to see a young man come behind and he stopped putting out, I was like, damn, he doing. And it was only for a short time, but it was hope for me that people would do that. But me, I ain't gonna do nothing but speak the truth. I'm gonna tell you what's going on here politically. I'm gonna tell you what I feel is going on for the black man. I'm gonna tell you what I feel what's going on for for people in general. I, when I see it, I report. I'm I'm a I'm a street reporter in that way. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, hey, I was I like little baby man. I, you know the baby is right. totally different. I like the baby, but I do like I think I like little baby a little more. Yeah, little baby. Yeah, yes, he uh, he, but from how he started out to now. He definitely got a lot more lyrical. Like, he yeah. can tell you, look, I ain't gonna say he write all his lyrics because I'm pretty sure he don't. But either way it goes, that boy like that. Yeah, yeah, he like that. He like that, man. I like that dude, man. He, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. We man, it's been a good conversation, man. I'm, I'm, I'm finna, you know, before I got, you know, I'm, I'm about to end it, man. We go here. It depends on how the conversation goes. We could be an hour, two hours, man. You know, but you spit, you were saying so much good stuff that I think it's good for young people, man. And people that's in the military, that's that somebody out there gonna feel you like I just felt you. If you teach one person, you reach one person, you, you may you that you you you, you reaching a million. You just don't know, you know, if that one person can spark the the, the, the juices to, to reach out to me and other people, man. And so that's why I do the podcast. It's a little podcast, like I said, you know, what I'm saying people that's in the military, past military members. If you you can rap also dress fresh. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you, I'm going I'm to see if you could go back and find through his hip-hop history where that line came from. If you can rap, also dress fresh. Find out where that came from. I'm, I'm going to type that in right now. You some, I'm going to give you some, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to drop a hip-hop jewel for you so you can know, you know, go back and figure out where that's from. I hope nobody don't come on here and try to tell you what it is, but if you can rap, also dress fresh. That's a class, that's come from a classic hip-hop song. Ain't gonna tell you what it is, but anyway, you let me know. But uh, but yeah, I say what I say because it means something, you know what I mean? And it's a good place for people like you. And I hope there's more in more people out there that want more young guys that listen to this and want to come in and tell their story about hip hop and being in the military, man. I, I really, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. So I'm, I'm gonna drop your music. I'm gonna play this joint, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna play this joint for everybody, man, so everybody can see, you know, this this is what I'm talking about, man. The dude is very talented. And I, 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 he, he sent me a song. I like that song. But as I was going through his, his music, I like man, I like this song right here. You know what I'm saying? I it's about a year old, but I don't care. I'm like, it's good. Yes, sir. Definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So without further ado, you want to introduce your song? Yes, sir. This song called Winner. So this was on my album, Mixed Emotions. Uh, I actually did a video to this as well. It's on YouTube, on my channel. Uh, mm -hmm. I can drop the link. Uh, yeah, I can drop the link when, when you share it. And I can put it in the comment section. Okay, okay, that was up. So I'm, I'm about to play it right now. Son. No matter where you go in life, always remember 
Don't forget where you come from. Mama love you. Love you too. Hey. No, no, no. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, no. Mama told me I'm a winner, I can never lose Don't never let them see you bleed, don't let them see you bruise Niggas be acting like Tom just to go get a cruise You got two choices, be real or be fake, which one you choose Can't hang with niggas to say they real in front of a crowd Then the second you not around, they yell like fucking clowns Ain't got time for them bullshit, fuck nigga move around Gotta go get it, I'm putting on for my fucking time I know they hate on me, pussy niggas debate on me Say they real, but they fake to me Stay with cake, ain't no bakery I learn how you move so you pussy niggas ain't snaking me no. Shaking me, you ain't breaking me Stay with straps like, like the KGB Stacking this money faithfully Building shit like it's masonry mm -hmm. I made my own table since no one said all to play for me hey. I learned as a youngin' how to real and how to fake on beat Best. The real ones gon' pray for me Fake niggas can't relate to me I had to go get it, had to grind at a young age, yeah, nigga Won't sellin' dope, I was working minimum wage, minimum nigga wage, Stayed out the streets and I didn't get in no gangs, nigga no games, But don't play with me, I still had that 40 Bang, Mama told me I'm a winner, I can never lose Don't never let them see you bleed, don't let them see you bruise Niggas be acting like Tom just to go get a cruise You got two choices, be real or be fake, which one you choose Can't hang with niggas to say they real in front of a crowd Then the second you not around, they yell a fucking clown Ain't got time for them bullshit, fuck nigga move around Gotta go get it, I'm putting on for my fucking time Man, these niggas never solid, why you lying to me? If you not trying to be real, then what you trying? Man, that's why I always keep that fucking fire on me Never ever got a wrinkle, keep that iron in my jeans Not playing nice, no, I'm going psycho like Post Malone Shoot him like a movie, now he in that cast like a broken bone I got a grind, you can't help me, I'm on this road alone You niggas really shouldn't have let me get up in my fucking zone I gotta go and get that green, I'm ballin', I feel like a ring You not fucking with me, I'm kicking my city, I'm feeling like Biggie But it's not a dream, cause you're my religion, it's true like my jeans It's all like a movie, if you make a scene, I'm making them lean like I'm sipping codeine Call me on my hammer, I'm stepping out clean, yeah Mama told me I'm a winner, I can never lose Don't never let them see you bleed, don't let them see you bruise Niggas be acting like Tom just to go get a cruise You got two choices, be real or be fake, which one you choose Can't hang with niggas to say they real in front of a crowd Then the second you not around, they yell like fucking clowns Ain't got time for them bullshit, but nigga move around Gotta go get it, I'm putting on for my fucking time Tell you, man, that's that heat right there, boy. That's that heat. That. <laughs> I was doing stuff. I was like, nah, that's it right there. That's it right there, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, was that your mom in the video? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Yeah. But, man, make me shed some tears around here, man. I was like, my <laughs> that. I was like, I'm putting this on right here, <laughs> right there. You know what I'm saying? My album called yes, Jackie's Son, man. I dedicated my album to my mama, man. I'm telling you right now. Love your mom. Hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? And she, your mama, my mama told me I was a winner. You know what I'm saying? My mama Definitely. told me what 
words. You know what I'm saying? I believe every word she said. You know what I mean? And that's why I stand like I stand. I stand on them 10. If you stand on your 10, you're going to be good for the rest of your life. I promise right. you. You know what I mean? That is a true fact. So, you know, we're going to end it like this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, hey, man, you know, you, wherever you go, let them know where your music at, where your social media sites at, where they can listen to you and, and, and check you out, check this video out, video out, let everybody know, you know, where, where they can get at you at. Yes, sir. Y'all can get me on my Instagram, uh, the underscore young underscore D. That's young without the O and T-H-E at the beginning. T-H-E underscore Y-U-N-G underscore D. Uh, my music on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. If you go on my Instagram and click the link in my bio, everything will pop up. So even all the news articles, press releases, everything. So you can, I got a website as well, uh, www.young-dmusic.com. I got merch on there. I got music. You can subscribe, get all the latest info about what I'm about to be doing. I got a video coming out September, two videos actually. One of them is going to be called Bigger Checks. The second one is actually going to be for my girl, for our anniversary, you know, R&B song. So this one is going to be on the 24th. So this song, that's going to be the one that's going to set the tone. Also, I got some projects coming up in December as well. That's going to be the, that's that song right there, man, I'm telling you, when I drop that song, you can be like, yeah, we got to do another interview. Oh, the new album, the new song you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually seeing you that song after this right here. So you definitely gonna vibe with that one. Yeah, yeah man. Send what up, man. You come on anytime you want. You got an hour for the drop. Tell me, hey, I want to come on your show. You come on. This is your platform. From this moment I on, appreciate that. You finna do, and you come on here and boom, you got it. Like I said, man. You know, I'm growing. I'm growing my my stuff, man. You know, on this, uh, you know, on this salute podcast. Like I said, second season, season number two. You can go back and listen to all the seasons, and you can see where I'm going, man. And slowly but surely. It's been I'm, I'm I'm probably one of the, one of the highest rate uh, rated shows on here, man, on this part on this network. So you know, slowly but surely, it's getting there. But if more people like you want to come on here and, and spread and show their music and, and spread themselves, man, and put put the word out there, it's gonna be that. You know what I'm saying? But probably take about a week or so. But Black, the guy who was talking, I was talking to earlier, he'll he'll go and he'll 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 have everything mixed up and you know chop it up and edit everything, and then he'll put it out there on, on Spotify and all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. It's gonna That's be good. Yeah, man, this this a big this a big deal, man. It's I got a big platform. I'm just thankful for the opportunity, you know, I mean, uh, uh and, and and be able to put you know to put guys like you out here, man. So, so yeah, man, I can't wait. This is your platform. You come back, you know, you do what you want to do, you know. Uh, um, like I told you, I think my my interview went pretty well for that job. You know, what I mean, I, I'm pretty confident in it. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm okay. You know, whatever the situation is, Hawk, Hawk, my man. So you know, I know I know Hawk gunning for for the situation too. I'm for I'm for Hawk too. You know what I'm saying? You know, I do what I do. He do what he do with it. I, I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm an MC. I battle like an MC. He my dude, but when we in the ring, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we do it. But remember, yes, there's, there's about 80%, there's 80% of reasons that that might happen. Go look at your strategic plan and you'll find out what that 80% might be. Yes, <laughs> when your strategic plan is for fire protection, you might see what that 80% reason that something might not happen it is what it is up against the wall up against some obstacles but hey we persevere like i said once again i told you what i thought a good organization for you to look at you get your degree you know what i'm saying i think omega sci-fi is a good organization or, or I, else i wouldn't be headed that way or trying to yes, hit trying to hit that way okay so man yeah, it, talking with you man i'm gonna let you do go with your girl 
you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just been good, been real. I, mean, I can't wait to have you back on here. I can't wait to put this out. I can't wait to hear what everybody's feedback is. You know what I mean? Just just, just thank you for, for, for stopping through, man, and, and, and dropping these jewels, man. Very intelligent young man. Um, I'm a mentor for you, man. You want to hit, hit me up? I got other mentors for you. As soon as I get off here, I'm going to put you in contact uh, with, uh, with, with my man, uh, Darren Gould. You can follow me on, on I got Conscious Rhyme. A Facebook page, or you can follow me on my personal Facebook page, Patrick Wilcox, also known as the Hip Hop Chief. So you yes, know, sir. I'm here with you all day long, man. So just just reach out with me, and we're gonna make it be successful for you, right? Definitely, I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. Blessings to you and your family. Yeah, blessings to you too, man. Hey, man, stick around for a minute. I'm about to stay in the broadcast. Just stick around for a good minute. All right, all right. That's Luke. We out, man. Appreciate y'all. See y'all next time yes, around. Sir. I have my man Clint on here. From normalized growth, I'm gonna hit him up. I'm getting he coming on here, Clint. I ain't he was in the military, but you're next up. All right, peace out. <laughs>